0: Fresh. Fresh.
1: What the f is going on down there?
0: T- T- Thousand
1: was- <laughs> Goodness gracious, Seth.
0: Goodness gracious fire.
1: Great balls. Welcome to W F TFW episode four sixty three. What's up? Oh, not much. Great balls. Not much, I guess. Of fire. Uh, welcome to our Transformers podcast. We're going to talk about some Transformers today. Uh, we're recording earlier in the week, but that's fine because you'll see. Stuff that we talked about uh, a few days ago with the Even Team. Japan like waited until a day and a half after we recorded. And then we're like, here's even more pictures that look better. So you know, <laughs> thanks, guys. So much.
0: Um, Um, I was stuck at work until 10 o'clock last night, and once it looked like I was going to get off close to on time today, I thought, hey, maybe we don't tempt fate, and we just do it when we can. Yep. (laughs) I am
1: okay with that. Um, Seth, right here on the top, uh, I wanted to throw in a topic that's not even in the topic list, but I just caught on Twitter that it turns out that... uh, I scrolled past this because I thought it was like an RC car or something, but they uh, they revealed ah. one of the first San Diego Comic-Con Transformers exclusives over at IGN. Uh, it's going to be a $50 version of the current movie Voyager Optimus Prime toy with slightly better paint, a bigger different box, and an actual piece of one of the actual tires from the Western Star Truck used in the movies with a oh. certificate of authenticity. It's literally just like Imagine if you cut a tire into, like, sausage links.
0: Yeah, that's a weird bonus thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't care at all. <laughs> I don't care. And so I thought maybe this toy will be the better painted version of the Voyager toy I was hoping for. And he's got, like, a, a handful of extra paint apps, but the eyes still look like trash uh, for what the sculpt is. Uh, the head is a little bit better, but the eyes just look terrible still. So uh, I got zero interest in this. It is a good version of the toy, like the Voyager toy that's out right now is great. Um, It's a good movie, Optimus, but this is an unexciting exclusive for me. Seth, how do you feel about this?
0: Well, I found the pictures, and I'm looking at this picture of the piece of tire. Yeah, are you certain it doesn't come with a piece of licorice? That's a. It looks like licorice.
1: Licorice is not ridged on one side and smooth on the other unless it's made by weird people. It's that's made by that's made by weird people. All right. Can also, be. it should be double salted If it's
0: going to be a nice piece of black licorice Yeah, well it's too black to be a Tootsie Roll So, those are browner
1: Are, are, are Tootsie Rolls Just chocolate toffee Or am I thinking of something else I haven't had one uh, in a while
0: It's chocolate-ish yeah. And it's chewy
1: Like they're okay, but I always feel like I don't know exactly what I'm eating when I'm eating one
0: Yeah, it's like chocolate-ish stuff that's kind of chewy. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: this is not chocolate ish nor chewy, this Optimus Prime. He doesn't have any, any soft bits that I can remember. It's all hard. Yeah, just like Optimus Prime. Hard. Um, I don't know. Are you interested in this at all? Does the tire no, get not you? No, really. Yeah. No. The only thing I'm, I'm happy about with this is at least there's a certificate of
0: authenticity to go with the piece of tire. It's like, kind of an interesting package.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a the neat package. The box is kind of cool. Box kind of looks like a quarter of a tire. The box is enormous for what the, you know the toy is because you can see most of the toy in the front half of the box. So like that entire cardboard back half is like empty and or full of tire.
0: Yeah, and it's very tall. Yeah. Compared to the rest of the toy. twee.
1: Hopefully, there's more to come that that they'll be showing off. Like Maybe I, I, it's a
0: huge hunk of tire. It's huge.
1: Yeah, like, it's just a big, thick piece of tire you can get your hand around, just squeeze. Like that It's might such be a,
0: a weird thing to pack. Like, I don't, yeah, and
1: I, I mean, I looked in the thread and there are some folks who were kind of digging it. And I'm like, alright, that's cool. Like, obviously this was for somebody. Uh, it's like, was it's this, is, this is almost like parallel to statues of movie characters for me. Like, I just don't, I don't get... Well I don't get what other people get out of it, but I don't want to I'm not trying to judge. Also, there are people who seem really psyched about the paint job on this toy, and I'm like, I don't I don't know, man. Like it's marginally better, but it's not amazingly better. Like it it just <laughs> it, it looks like a fancy retail toy. It doesn't look like a freaking mind-blowingly better paint job to me.
0: It's like the movie production people that are in charge of the all the vehicles and stuff, like maintaining them and whatnot, like some Hasbro person comes along and is like hey um uh after the movie wraps um th- what what are you gonna do with these tires <laughs> like we hadn't th- leave them on the truck i guess some guys it's like, like... Can, can we get um could we have them Could we have them tires <laughs> i i guess what are you gonna do with <laughs> the tires well we're gonna we're gonna lay them out
1: flat and then we're gonna cut them into six inch sausage link size pieces to pack in with a special version of the Optimus Prime toy for San Diego Comic Con and the thing is that that's what my voice sounds like when I'm being that guy because he leaned right up close to their face when he said it just like eyes wide open just leaning closer and closer a little bead of sweat
0: running down his nose and like are are you does anybody do people want that and he's like don't worry there's going to be a certificate of ath- authenticity, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a, I'm sorry, a certificate, of With a certificate of what?
0: Holograms.
1: Certificate of what?
0: Authenticity. Authenticity. authenticity.
1: <laughs> and there's no way that they could be forged. And he's like, "And we're going to get brand manager Andy Johnson to sign them." And the guy he's talking to is like, "I, I, I am brand manager Andy Johnson of Western Star Trucks.
0: I." Then you- I need you to sign this. <laughs> Um, check actually this. it doesn't look like it has holograms maybe it will have holograms but I don't see holograms on this picture this can be easily forged I'm going to just print out this certificate off of this authenticity and stick it on my car tire
1: I'm trying to figure out if they've said at all like how many pieces there will be of this figure if it has certificates I was hoping they would be numbered but they don't seem to be numbered certificates <laughs> Which just, I mean, if you're going to do this with a certificate, like, I think it's, it's sort of a baseline thing that you got to number them as well.
0: Well, they weren't sure how many they were going to have between Comic-Con and Hascon, so they didn't want to commit to numbering them. I, I mean, I just figured you'd just make
1: a tally of how many pieces of tire you're able to chop the tires up into. Like, hopefully it's it's a nice, you know, even number. How many tires are on this thing? Six. Should be a multiple of six
0: um i hope i hope like they made an intern do it what cutting up the tires (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) oh you want to work in the toy industry huh
0: (laughs) give him like a power saw and tell him to cut him into pieces they
1: just give him a friggin' like a a lathe and like a paper cutter They like improvise
0: we got these big scissors i don't know if that's going to be enough but figure it out (laughs) how how big are the big scissors oh oh they're real big (laughs) And then come by uh, the staff room at around 1130 and take our sandwich orders <laughs> in turn.
1: Oh, and uh, and brand manager of Western Star Trucks, Andy Johnson, will be there. He's going to have a stack of uh, certificates of authenticity for you. Just uh, pick those up and, you know, roll the tires in them. Do those certificates have holograms on them? <laughs> no, shut up. What about numbering? We're going to take the big scissors away. You're going to do this with the small scissors.
0: Or they take the job away and give it to a different intern who then responds with like, What did I do? <laughs> Why am I being punished? You can thank Travis
1: over there for this. Stupid Travis. Travis never wants to use the big scissors. What a fool.
0: This uh, is a travesty.
1: Oh no. Now we've gotta move on to the next topic. <laughs> uh oddly enough, we have a we have a listener question related to the movie, Seth. Oh, that is uh, on. This is a, it's an odd number podcast, so <laughs> blow your mind. Uh, this, this question comes from Captain Slowbro, who says, Dear Vangelis and Seth, slash Aaron and TJ, it is I, Captain Slowbro, the portly pink protector, with a listener question. With trans 5 just around the corner, I'd like to hear what you all would like to see in the movie. It can be predictable or out there. Please share your thoughts and wishes. Cheers. Click. P.S. If the movie's already out by the time you reach this question, feel free to ignore it. No, sir! We are not ignoring it. Uh... Movie is uh, is out on the twenty something, so it's this month. And uh Seth, let's let's get the easy one out of the way. Aside from hoping with extremely realistic expectations that the movie is not irritatingly
0: garbage, uh what's what's something that you're hoping to see in this movie? Yeah, first I want to address how this question started. So Dear Vangelis. And Seth slash Aaron as though we're interchangeable, and TJ.
1: I mean, what do you know about? So base? in Captain you...
0: Slowbro's mind, only you and TJ are individuals.
1: I mean, you guys, both... Aaron and
0: I are interchangeable automatons of some sort. You both talk about cars a lot,
1: kind of. I mean, you you don't actually talk about cars that much. You talk about like wrestling, but like there are a couple wrestlers who have become monster truck drivers, right? So it's like basically the same thing.
0: Well, another thing is, um, I guess both Aaron and I live with our girlfriends.
1: Oh, man. Now I know how that other guy felt. <laughs> Hang on. I'm gonna go unsubscribe to the podcast with <laughs> Rebecca. Uh, While I'm doing that, Seth, what are you hoping for out of Transformers 5? Um,
0: Probably what we've always been hoping for, which is, like, more interaction between Transformers. Mm -hmm. Um, More depicting Transformer characters as characters and not just giant special effects that every now and then spit a line out and barely interact with each other, let alone anything else Mm -hmm. that isn't exploding or being exploded.
1: Yeah, like making it feel like th- that's the thing they've been doing better and better with each film in smaller degrees between some films than other ones. But like more and more feeling like the Transformers stuff was written before the film was shot, is the way I would put it, where it doesn't feel like they're making the Transformers fit, whatever the scene happens to be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's a big one. I think that I think they did a really good job stepping forward with that in the last one. Uh, yeah they got
0: better as i said that whole scene of the dirtbag autobots hanging around a campfire because for some reason they built a campfire yeah um like it came on the back of also the autobots are now scum but
1: yeah you know that's honesty
0: (laughs) yeah but then the dinobots showed up and didn't say a word
1: yeah the dinobots first
0: look at grimlock in the trailer is he's just eating a car in a junkyard and it's like okay so the dinobots are just been hanging around a junkyard or Grimlock has just been hanging around a junkyard and forget about those other Dinobots because we, we don't have totally time ready. for that many characters <laughs> uh, yeah the Dinobots in
1: the last movie were <clears throat> they, they were like what a lot of Autobots felt like in like especially the second movie where it's like we have these models done uh and we don't want them to conflict what's happening on screen so they just—they won't say anything usually it would be they wouldn't say anything of use but in the Dinobots case like they just won't say anything at all yeah Um, for me, the, the main hope I have for the movie is the one I mentioned before of on the back of like one of the trailers I saw, the one that focused a lot on, on what's her name, the, the younger character, um, having her as a main character and having children as characters rather than punchlines or setups for jokes uh, in the movie is giving me the hope that maybe this film will actually feel vaguely aimed at the people who are supposed to be buying at least half of the toys coming out. Because um, like another movie line, there's a whole bunch of like non-older fan toys. Like the, the there's the versions of the characters who are like one-step changers, three-step changers, the ones who have like flip out masks. And it's like, it would be cool if the movie was even vaguely aimed at the kids who those toys are aimed at. Because um, the last four movies... Even the 07 one, to some degree. It, 07 was probably the most innocent, but, like, the movies have always been very aimed at, like, late teens, early 20s-type folks. And, like, it, it especially felt weird once he got to, like, uh, Age of Extinction just having these straight-up, full-on, like, kitty lines attached to them. Uh, where I'm like, who is this for? Because the movie wasn't for these kids. And the movie, straight-up, is questionable to show to children at times. So... I'm hoping that this, this, the, the movie's going to dial back some of its like complete bro scummery uh, and like I, you know, like I also said weeks ago, it would be great if the movie doesn't just have like a really awkward boner at some point where it's like, look at the pretty girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: because the pretty girl's like hella young
1: this time. Well, there's another pretty girl. Oh, uh, uh, different one who ha- who's like scientist or something because she has glasses at one point. Yeah, and she's like kissing Mark Wahlberg at some point. But hopefully that will be more like a good old fashioned action movie romance and not like a like the camera's just gonna friggin' leer at her butt while she's bending over at something.
0: <laughs> bending over a test tube and beakers or something.
1: Yeah, going, Oh, she blinded me with she blinded me with
0: science. <sighs> <sighs> uh is a, a doc from Back to the Future all of a sudden?
1: <laughs> yeah. <was> Marty right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's the Transformers Marty.
1: It's just the tone I would get sometimes from, you know, the way that whenever one of the Transformers movies gets its awkward boner, like that's the voice of the camera in my head or whoever it is directing the Michael Bay voice. He just suddenly like turns into like Doc Brown, Vince McMahon starts drooling. Get the the lens flare off the left cheek, (sighs) you know, it's just it's it's
0: awkward. The first time Cade Yeager meets the uh, new girl. He's like, look, I got this daughter who apparently isn't around for some reason anymore. But her boyfriend, (laughs) if he starts talking to you about consent laws and shows you a laminated card, I want you to run and and call for help.
1: (laughs) He just shows up. He's like twice as European as he was before.
0: (laughs) You will know, in some countries... (laughs) Okay, it would be great if he put on a French accent because he's, like, supposed to be Irish. Yeah, I I couldn't remember what he sounded like.
1: Um, It's just
0: Pepe Le Pew.
1: It it would be nice, I I think the two of us put together what we're saying, it would be nice if the films felt even more like the Transformers were characters, and it would be nice if, even if the film kind of sucks, if it at least doesn't have, like, that scummy, like, smelly, leering, drool sense about it at, at some point. That'd be great.
0: How would you feel about another bizarre representation of the effects of marijuana? Like something, in the second movie, <laughs> that stuff I don't mind as
1: much. Cause like, I don't know some, something about like garbage marijuana portrayal at least doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel embarrassing. It, like it feels dumb and I'm like, Oh, you dummy. You don't even know what pot is, but like, it's not, it's not like the, the, Hey, Michaela's a mechanic lady she's gonna lean over this car she's gonna keep leaning over this car she's gonna lean over the car twice somehow the entire shot is her butt and then you can see the drool just coming out the bottom of the screen <laughs> uh so those are our our, our main hopes i think Of obviously it would also be great if it was just straight up an excellent sci-fi action adventure but uh, before the recording, Seth used a good phrase for it, you know, you gotta manage your expectations a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Gotta look at the data in front of you. And uh and as always, I don't I don't know anyone who would be angry if they think this movie is gonna suck and doesn't. Like I would love to just eat big ass crow pie, whatever the phrase eat a hat with a crow in it baked into a pie, uh,
0: about whether or not the movie's actually any good. Um. Yeah, like I'm not going in or I'm not going to be going into it thinking like, well, can't wait for this stink burger to to be over with. I'm going to go into it hoping for for it to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not going to be surprised if it's kind of crummy. Yeah. like
1: I, mean, I, don't,
0: I don't even think the other movies are. Well, I mean,
1: it's all yeah. fallen.
0: But, but most of the other movies aren't. I wouldn't say bad. They're just movie junk food they're big and flashy and full of empty calories and trans fats
1: whoa (laughs) i get it i I always felt like the one thing i've gotten out of every movie theatrically without fail is i have a lot of fun watching it the first time uh because i'm not a person who would actually spend theater money to hate watch stuff and i i always like I always want like when I see people go like, all right, we're getting our group together to go hate watch Suicide Squad. I'm like, why don't you just wait for the Blu-ray? Like, why would you like throw down like th- whatever it costs the theater, wherever you are, like 13, 14 bucks?
0: To I go- wouldn't even wait for the Blu-ray. I'd wait for it to maybe this will pop up on Netflix or HBO or something.
1: Yeah, because there, there is this whole thing of like, you know, you're a movie critic or there's like a monetizable uh thing to make out of going to see something you know you're not going to enjoy but at some point with the rising cost of theater ticket prices i i always find myself quietly i never want to yell at someone about it because it's not really my business but i'm always quietly like why don't you just spend that money on something fun because like you you probably aren't going to a theater where they're all going to be cool with you and your friends like literally talking through the movie so like just like save the money and then like get some awesome yell at a stupid movie food for when you can watch it at home uh but yeah like I don't pay money to hate watch movies so no matter how much I might trash talk the Transformers films uh I also j- really enjoy watching them at least once uh Age of Extinction was the first time I really enjoyed watching one more than once So take that as you will really enjoyed that Romeo and Juliet scene <laughs>
0: yeah I bet you did
1: uh, creep I had, to, I had to get out my 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 scum ass bib for my scum ass drool. Um. That all said, Seth, let's move on to some toy talk. All right. Uh, Tokyo Toy Show. As I said before, they waited a day, and then spurned episode four sixty two of WTF and TFW by just like oh, you know, you guys were talking about all those like shots from inside the showroom and stuff. Here's like. Big, bright, official pictures. Also, you know how you guys said you weren't going to talk about that masterpiece Dinobot because it was a CG render. Well, actually, we showed the physical prototype on a screen. Just no one knew about it till
0: day and a half later. Um, so well, Seth, clearly, Toy Show got my check in time.
1: Yeah, because
0: I paid them.
1: Obvious collusion going on here from the West Coast. the The coast closest than any other podcasters on this podcast yeah. to Japan, might I add.
0: It's uh, practically Japan around here. Dan, you even the have a only J- place more Japan is Hawaii. You even have a Japan town. Like the collusion yeah. is
1: is mind boggling. So, Deep. I
0: think you know, there's Korean restaurants in Japan Town.
1: I'm frowning.
0: I yeah, I don't think I don't think they know.
1: I'm frowning a whole lot. <laughs> uh seth i think we 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 talked about the the mp sunstreaker reveal so the the main thing yes the the main thing to talk about here is that now he's got a chrome spoiler i bet you that's the spoiler he's actually supposed to have uh this looks like it was a hand-painted prototype uh i think some of the shots of it from the show floor i saw there was already like some of the paint chipping on the fingers because it was a hand painted hand-painted prototype so is there anything new about the sunstreaker that's jumping out at you
0: well, as I'm looking at the the pictures, something that I noticed earlier when I was looking at them, but now I'm wondering, are these from different photo shoots mixed together? Because it looks like he has chrome spoiler and yellow spoiler. Oh, yeah, there's a yellow spoiler shot at the
1: bottom of the car yeah. pictures. I, yeah, I didn't even notice and that. And some
0: of the robot modes, or most of the robot modes, I don't see any. Like, I think I see the spoiler. Mm-hmm. on his back but it's not chrome except for in like i think one of them it looks like yeah so the second picture yeah the first the oh, okay so
1: yeah i see what you mean the
0: top two pictures you could see a line of chrome yeah but then all the rest of them it doesn't look like he has that chrome so i'm thinking i'm wondering does he come with two spoilers i wouldn't be surprised like that's something they did for inferno have and... your choice
1: yeah I'm, I'm and sure with all the these,
0: yeah, and with all these other angles, it's it's unquestionable that the chrome intakes on his back are not the chrome intakes from the car.
1: Yeah, they, they are much larger.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're giant boxes that also, are aren't closed up at all.
1: <laughs> also, uh, Chip Chase has his glasses sculpted onto his his face. That's a, that's a really nice touch. That's like the
0: mush face you were uh, worried about.
1: Yeah, like it's still the glasses are the same color as his skin and he doesn't really have eyes, but at least they're sculpted
0: there. So, you know, you can go in with a liner pen and pick them out. Well, neither did Scooter from the Muppets. He didn't have eyes under his glasses either. That's true. Did that hold Scooter down?
1: Well, he had eyes in his
0: glasses. Like Bunsen Honeydew didn't have eyes behind his glasses. (laughs) I, I knew there was some Muppets. I can't argue about that one at all. <laughs> Did that help? Look, Bunsen Honeydew, scientist. Yeah, Chip hey. Chase, he, he has a computer.
1: <laughs> Chip Chase had a computer with the internet that had a disk drive with disks that he could put an entire transformer on. So he was doing pretty well.
0: Yeah, but... So, like, especially in those early days of having a computer and the early days of the internet, it was really easy to get people to think you knew way more about computers than you actually did by just knowing like one more thing than they did. <laughs> like it, th- there was a point where if you use the term a web browser, people are like, Oh my God, are you a, are you a hacker or a computer science major or something?
1: I am a hacker.
0: Yes. So in like 1985 or whatever, I think that's what chip was like. Chip was just the only guy in the neighborhood with, with a Tandy. Or a Commodore 64 or whatever he had, so everyone thought he was a genius. But he was just he's a dumb kid with glasses. He just he figured out how to use Usenet, you know, when, yeah. back in the 80s. He was like, no, I talked to people
1: on the internet with Usenet. People were like, all right, all right, hacker, don't don't send nukes to Russia or something.
0: Mr. I went War to Kinkos Games. and photocopied the uh, the code booklet for Pool of Radiance, so I could play these copied CD or not CD, these copied floppy disks. I
1: think I had Pool of Radiance, but I was way too young to actually know how it worked.
0: Hey, that was, millennial.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thanks for
0: ruining Applebee's. <laughs> You're welcome. And Sears.
1: That, those, those are two of my finest works. Sears stores are closing all over the country because
0: of millennials.
1: It's actually me. It's just me. I started off with diamonds. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna kill diamonds. Uh, Somebody
0: should. Those things are a scam. My
1: next goal diamonds is diamonds are a racket. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out which brand name, uh, like which which major big box supermarket brand name to kill as an example to the rest to stop shrinking their box sizes while keeping the prices the same. I'm thinking it's gonna be Hellman's mayonnaise because they crossed. They, I think they crossed my family once. Uh-huh. Uh, if you like your Hellman's mayonnaise, you might want to and stock Hellman's. up. This millennial Hellman's is coming is called for you. Best
0: Foods around here. Well, Best
1: Foods is like the um, one of the the umbrella names, isn't it? Like Hellman's is under Best Foods, and there's like another umbrella over that.
0: Yeah, but the labels say Best Foods, in, in my neck of the woods. Oh, they don't, they don't say Hellman's. No, it says Best Foods. Ah. And the label is like basically the same. It just says Best Foods. Well, you know, he's not the best. is Hellman's. No, yeah, it's like Carl's Jr. and Hardee's. In some parts of the country, it's Carl's Jr. In other parts, it's Hardee's. We uh, we had a
1: a run of Carl's Juniors show up in Toronto briefly. They got oh. run. They got run out of town. Cause, <laughs> you you know you know uh. You know what you can't do in Toronto is, is be a kind of garbage burger chain and hope to make it because Toronto is stuffed to the gills with burgers. So like, there was a Carl's, a Carl's Jr. opened up across the street from Holy Chuck, one of the top this three burger places. burger town, boy. That's right. Who do you think you are?
0: serious burgers.
1: They showed up all like hey. Hollywood going like, well, we're Carl's Jr. We're going to open up across the street from one of your top three burger joints in the entire city. It was gone in like a month. That, that was before was they down. had the
0: boneless baby back rib burger. Your oh, Chuck man wouldn't stand a chance against the boneless baby back rib burger that they have now.
1: Okay, I got questions about that. Number one, is it actually ribs or is it just ground beef?
0: It was on Shark Tank. <laughs> oh, you mean the show? The guy was- that invented the boneless baby back ribs were, was on Shark Tank, and then the shark. Got them a deal with Carl's Jr. Hardys. and now their boneless baby back ribs are on Carl's Jr. Hardy hamburgers. All right. Well, my doctor said I
1: can't say Shut boneless tank. baby back ribs more than five or six times, so I gotta, I gotta table that one for now. Uh, cholesterol, you know. Um, Seth, there's another piece of masterpiece news that we got to look at. They are doing a, a brother, a sibling piece for Sunstreaker. In that they're doing a, a twelve version or twelve version, he's always twelve. A plus version of MP12 sideswipe done to look more like the cartoon, and apparently he has a new face sculpt. Uh, someone on Twitter asked me if I saw that they did a new face sculpt for the sideswipe. After all my yelling about how MP12's face looks terrible with the cartoon style masterpiece toys, and the best way I can I can give my thoughts on this is I didn't notice he had a new face sculpt until someone told me. And now that I'm looking at it, I still can barely tell he has a new face sculpt. Uh, I don't think it's very good. Uh, The colors look fine. They kind
0: of half-assed it.
1: Yeah. Like just it's sure he has a new face sculpt. Look at any of these pictures where he's standing next to Sunstreaker. Like they don't even look like they're drawn by the same artist.
0: Yeah. It's a more cartoon ish face. But it's not as cartoon-ish as the last bunch of Masterpiece figures. And, like, the helmet part around his face doesn't look hardly different at all. I don't think it is. I think I think it's the
1: same helmet. And the helmet's part of the problem, is that it, it, it covers the face a lot. Uh, like, it's it juts out over the forehead and around the cheeks. But, like, you see on, on the bottom of the news post, the shot where he's standing next to Sunstreaker? It's, like, picture yeah. number seven. Like, look at their faces! like it's just they don't look good next to each other if you look at the faces the bodies are are fine enough it's just man (laughs) like sunstreaker's got a he looks he's got bigger wider eyes a wider face and not in the like they're vaguely different members of the same species it's like it looks like a different artist uh yeah
0: well sunstreaker's face is more like what they've done with um um, Ratchet and Ironhide and Inferno, where it it's a a lot more smooth gray plastic, mm-hmm. where Sideswipe still is silver faced, uh, yeah, and not
1: as cartoonish. Like I really question doing it up in silver, and the only like if you go up to to picture number four, that angle is the only angle where the face looks any good as a cartoon face but every other shot in this like every other angle I'm looking at it just doesn't look very good at all uh, I'd still say the call is out there for somebody to come up with a replacement head uh, for this 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 figure that fits in better with his brother
0: okay. here's a summation of you from the last couple episodes wahh Tarkara make me a new sideswipe head wahh Wham! That's not the one I want. Wham! Basically, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got. Hey, I got one
1: good good thing to say here. All right, really good thing to say. With this MP12 plus, they're including every single hand attachment he ever had, like across all the different Amazon exclusive whatevers. And hey, that's pretty good. You get you get your sledges, you get your pile drivers, you get your whatever else. So they're 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 filling out the accessory count pretty well. But wham, face is wrong.
0: Uh I, don't... I live in Toronto. We we only have good hamburgers in Toronto. You're not even from Toronto. You just moved there. Stop acting like you're some arbiter of hamburgers. I am an arbiter of hamburgers. I have a certificate. All right?
1: It was signed by the chief brand manager of Western Speedway, <laughs>
0: whatever that truck company is called. Everyone knows BC has the worst hamburgers in the known world. Uh excuse me? <laughs> That's where you come from.
1: Y'all ever had a Labrador hamburger? Oh, I just... I, you know what? we I That's think a we... dog.
0: That is a dog hamburger. You're you are you're vile. You're a vile, terrible person. Okay, I was talking
1: about the town Labrador because I was trying to throw shade their way. I've never been to Labrador. I'm just picking a random town off the top of my head. Seth, I was wondering, are you at all interested in MP12 Plus yourself? Uh, do you think I... this
0: is the the head is nowhere near different enough to to make it worth rebuying mm. sideswipe um and even if it was like super different i don't know if i want it that different like it doesn't really bother me that much that, that his face doesn't seem like the newer cars i think it's fine yeah i'm, I... I'm not that worried about it it just it hasn't bothered me the way it, keeps you up at night apparently
1: i mean like aside from the massive palpitations and panic attacks (laughs) like uh I, i don't think that the like all these like disparate aesthetics look terrible i just think that uh it would be great if they were closer to each other and i think it it's weird that official photography almost seems to highlight how much these guys look different Uh, like whenever they took, they kept taking pictures of like, here's MP36 Megatron next to MP10 Optimus. And I'm like, this is, you keep making MP10 look older and older with every one of these photos. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there are people who disagree and that's cool. I think you're all wrong, but that's cool. Oh, I think you're all, I think y'all are nuts. I think y'all are pistachio nuts. Salted honey roasted peanuts. What's another type of nuts? Uh Brazil nut. Uncracked, uh, uncracked toy soldier wall nuts is what y'all are. Uh, uh <laughs> macadamia nuts. White 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 chocolate macadamia nuts is what you all are. Yule toy soldier chest nuts what y'all feel like to me donuts um the new new brand new brand 2017 kind of crappier tim horton's donuts is what this all sounds like to me lug nuts uh big rusty no good for holding nothing together should be thrown out replaced with a better one lug nuts is what this is
0: the transformer lug nut
1: uh no lug nuts pretty cool i'm not gonna throw him under a bus (laughs) He's he's fine. His face sculpt is his face sculpt looks great. Unlike unlike this guy, this guy over here looking all old. This old man toy. He's not going to he's not going to sink franchises like a young person like me.
0: Did uh, millennials ruin sideswipe?
1: Nah, we tried to save him.
0: Click my clickbait link
1: and find out. You know, if it wasn't for baby boomers, sideswipe would have a better looking face sculpt.
0: All I'm saying. Read my think piece.
1: Um, The original
0: Sideswipe Was designed by Baby Boomers Whoa The original one Whoa If Gen X Did Masterpiece Sideswipe He'd probably have a Flannel shirt on (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise He'd be awesome We'd have designed him in a garage In Seattle
1: And it would have been great but whatever. Uh, we also got big fancy official images of the new Legends stuff. Six Shot Broadside, Misfire, and Double Cross. Uh, and this, the big reveals here, aside from, like, getting a better look at all these guys, is, uh, we're getting a good look at some of the, the Headmasters. And Six Shot does not come with the same Headmaster that he did in the States. He comes with, uh, I think it's a fully new one, which looks like a tiny Six Shot, and I love it. Um then uh double cross his headmaster is ridiculously well painted to look exactly like the battle beasts guy that he's supposed to be um, and I think it was confirmed that double cross's target master is meant to be blurs uh, haywire. Uh, there's nothing mind blown about about misfire um, and then broadside's headmaster is painted again to look like a tiny broadside. So I like this theme of making the Headmasters just look like a tiny version of the main robot mode cuz that plays into my personal favorite version of Headmasters which is the anime one. But uh other than that, Seth, uh how are you feeling about all these fresh uh Japanese versions of Titan Returns reveals?
0: Well, it might be a little broken recordy, but just whenever like these the Japanese versions start getting seen and I already have the North American versions. It's like, well, yeah, some of these paint jobs are better. Like, I ain't gonna argue that they're not, but I don't need to replace the one I got. The one I got is good enough for the likes of me. Um, my one big question with Six Shot, though, or it's not even a question. Something I'm surprised with Six Shot is. He's still a submarine. Yes. In Japan, Do you think Japan would be like, come on, whatever you gun.
1: No, he. Well, he was he was a submarine back in G one as well. It was just you know weird you know fans who wanted to tell you that like oh there's a gory death for Chip Chase in the eighty six movie like they're all like oh he turns into i I'm doing air quotes now a gun. Uh, it's his classic submarine mode. They even wrote it in katakana submarine mode right there.
0: So the story arc that just wrapped up on Doctor Who mm-hmm. um, had the Earth taken over by these aliens that they just referred to as the monks. Mm-hmm. And the monks are broadcasting this psychic signal in the people's head to change all of history. So now all of human history, the monks have been there guiding humans. Like they were waiting on the moon for the Apollo moon landing to get there so they could be like, good job, making it to the moon. <laughs> um, and there's like, police that roam around and arrest people for memory crime oh geez and you're insisting that he's been a submarine since g1 just reminds me (laughs) of this plot line like i just committed memory crime by remembering that it used to be a gun and wasn't always a submarine (laughs) i mean i might have just called the memory police but i'm you know i'm not supposed to tell you
1: Um, the other thing about six shot that's worth mentioning that the entire headmaster is different than what we got in North America. The faceplate is different as well it's got it doesn't have the Roku kanji on the forehead it's got like a red jewel on the forehead and it's a bit pointier uh, the helmet is different um, it's it's a lot closer to the headmaster's anime uh, and I, I don't mind it it's a lot it's it's almost third party ish in how angular it is uh, but I, I I like an angular angry looking Six shot. So I'm I'm kind of into it and also the uh, the color is different it's it's uh I can't remember which is which now but it's like you know there's the, the toy colors and the cartoon colors and this is more like the cartoon headmaster's colors um So I think I, I think I'm I'm okay to double dip on six shot down the road. I mean I certainly you I know mean, you've got room for six of them so I might I feel okay having two. Ah. Uh Seth any other thoughts on on the rest of these dudes or are they just kind of like yeah that looks painted? Well I like
0: the 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 more contrast in the the blacks and whites with double cross,
1: yeah he looks it, more it makes old. the
0: reds pop more it's it's just more dramatic mm-hmm. um, and, and, he his head, and his mms target master stuck to his chest
1: yeah yeah that's, that's a real like well, there's a peg hole here that we well no that's a retool even they added a peg hole to the cockpit on him like the other guys so the that's real intended i guess yeah i, I love the paintwork on his headmaster i really hope that the yellow mane is the plastic color though otherwise that yellow is going to chip off like nobody's business oh yeah so that's got to be like a yellow plastic piece with the white and blue painted on the front uh which would that would be really cool if they were able to shoot you know yellow plastic into just the head of the titan master um because the Titan Masters seem to be beholden at times to like placement on on the uh, the steel toolings, Oh. so I, I just given the way that the, sometimes like the legs and arms come out certain colors, so I'm I'm wondering if like that is where like it looks like the Headmaster has a lot of extra money put into him. Like I'm kind of amazed Double Cross doesn't cost more, unless I missed that in the pre-orders.
0: Yeah, but would it really be worth to do such? a small piece in a color that's not being used anywhere else I mean
1: that that's that's the only way I could see them doing the that yellow at all like I can't imagine they painted the yellow on there
0: yeah well you would hope they wouldn't but, but
1: I, and I don't see yellow anywhere else um, right
0: that's what I'm saying is would they go through the trouble to do such a small piece in a color that they're not using anywhere else like if there were a bunch of other yellow parts in like, the mold, there's a chance that
1: there are yellow parts that are completely painted over. Like there, there's a chance that like you know some bits and pieces here and there that are black might be yellow plastic painted black. But that's that's what I mean. Like I I'm kind of amazed that Double Cross is just costing what he costs because it looks like he's got some hell of intricate paintwork and and plastic placement oh. going on.
0: Well, any mention of yellow and paint just makes me wince from my years of painting miniatures. and Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing my best to avoid the color yellow, either as something I'm painting or painting over.
1: Now, one of those Shapeways parts I got from Trent Troop's Shapeways store, uh, the uh, the head for hubcap, it, it it comes out in black plastic and it needs to be painted yellow like hubcap. So I gave it like three coats of white paint first yeah. uh, and it, it's working out. But yeah, like paint yellow is probably my le- it's my least favorite color to paint because it's it's about as hard to paint as red is. But red at least like really gives you a bold pop. Yellow is always kind of like for me anyway.
0: It's like, well, that's there. Well, it's the hardest color to cover with and to cover up. Yeah, it's brutal. You got to really hit it with that primer.
1: You got to gotta get, get some of that strong, some of that that high level primer. Don't overspray. Don't gum it up. Um, I was gonna say that, like, technically nobody owns Misfire yet, so, you know, the jury's out on which Misfire you might want to get, but we just saw package samples of Misfire in in China uh, a couple days ago, and the release date for Japanese Misfire is November. So I'm pretty sure the Titans Return version will be out before November. I love China. I do, too. I'm half from there. Uh still no close-up of Misfire's Headmaster, but you can how, see... Him in, how, are
0: the, how are the hamburgers in
1: China? Got have an opinion on that? They're not, they're not Toronto-tier. You know, Toronto is still the king of the burger. Uh, as a local, I can tell you.
0: Um, I, I'm still... The hamburgers in Hamburg, Germany are garbage, too, compared to Toronto. I mean, they're pretty good. That's why they call it Hamburg.
1: But, yeah, they're not Toronto. That's why Toronto doesn't have to try to, like, base its entire identity on its hamburgers. Uh, I still really hope that after, you know, this one real, like, flaccid noise of a San Diego Comic-Con reveal that, like, wow. maybe not for San Diego, but for maybe New York Comic-Con, these Target Masters, I so hope that they release somehow uh, in North America as, like, a pack, you know, like a six-pack of Target Masters. Well, they could
0: still have something else for comic-con they could but I, I they had multiple sets last year
1: i don't know if these like
0: if these Was target masters the are, before I'm thinking.
1: every year they have multiple sets usually now yeah well there you go but these target masters are still like like they're not going to be coming out in japan until like i think the first set with them hot rod and cup that's like in september so i don't know if like their steel tooling is going to be ready at all to get stuff out for san diego
0: well, Japan's not getting them until like September because America's getting them first. So
1: America barged ahead in the line?
0: Yeah, give them over. I'm like, all right, we'll just make you the, the
1: beta test run. <laughs> we're going to fun pub y'all. Uh,
0: and,
1: and yeah, yeah Broadside was like,
0: we're the alphas. Whoa. You're the betas. Uh, broad, test that. <laughs> Broadside does have
1: a fancy pants Repugnus um, vehicle beast. So uh yeah, the Japanese fans are in fact going to have a superior repugnus experience because it has time. has way more paint. Um and then did I have anything else in here? Oh yeah, Masterpiece Dinobot. Uh I think this thing looks really cool. Um I talked about it with with Aaron and TJ a little bit after the recording because we were just mostly trying to figure out like what goes where. And since there is a physical prototype of it now and that prototype looks a lot like the CG renders, that's uh promising. Um the the main thing that we were we were we were seeing is uh, where is that picture? Here it is. It's uh, it's pretty clear where some stuff goes because both modes have got kind of a puffy chest. So it's like I bet that whatever's in the chest in one mode is the stuff I can't see that's more visible on the other mode, like you know the dinosaur head and little arms and stuff. Um, well, you could
0: see where his robot feet go in dinosaur mode.
1: Yeah, curled There's up mystery there. Curled up right behind his dino hips.
0: Some people on Twitter seemed upset about
1: that. I mean, that's fine.
0: <laughs> that's fine. Uh, the, the thing that. I mean, we were... they weren't Toronto hamburger levels of upset, but.
1: Well, yeah, because this doesn't matter. Like, Toronto hamburgers matter. Uh, the thing that me and me, Aaron and DJ were trying to figure out that I'm still thinking about is like, I think that depending on how this transformation works, I got a feeling that the tail. Can stay attached through the whole transformation because if you look at the CG renders, there's like this square peg hole on on this on his back at the very top of his back, uh, and I wonder if that ends up being the the dinosaur's butt. Uh, that would be cool if that was a way to like be able to transform him without having to remove the tail, and then of course you'd have to pull it off to put it into his hand. Um, but it's it's looking really good. I, I love that the dinosaur, you know, as I've said about Cheetor and Optimus, I like that the beast modes. In order to better pull off transforming, are just trying to look like the already janky '90s CG beast modes, um, and I think that I think this 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 raptor mode looks way better than I thought it was going to look because like it has it has a chest and like the legs you can see where the feet are but like he doesn't have the robot legs just as a surface somewhere and that's already better than I was expecting because there's so little mass to work with on that guy and you can't. Uh, backpack parts of his, you know, dinosaur mode, the way you can backpack two of the entire cheetah legs on Cheetor. So I'm I'm impressed with what I see. Like, it looks like it's going to be a really solid toy. Apparently he's going to be uh, pretty tall as well. Like, he's going to be a little bit taller than Primal, as he was in the show. Um, Seth, how are you feeling about the, the MP Dinobot stuff?
0: Well, I'm a little confused with the opened up tail spinny weapon shield thing. hmm because it looks like in the in the picture of his back, where you could see the the back of the spinny shield weapony thing, yeah, it, it looks like the tail is overlapped on the the larger piece. Oh
1: yeah, the and uh, when you look
0: at the tail on Dino mode, it's way too thin to be that whole giant thing that's opened up. So where does the rest of that whole giant thing that's opened up go?
1: I think it's just rammed up his, up the
0: dinosaur's butt,
1: like the Yikes. handle and everything, because I think the stuff that's folded over totally looks like that, so the tail can get longer and a bit thinner and tapered at the end, yeah, which is cool. But yeah, I think I think a lot of that the the chunky part of the mechanism is just like stuffed right off the anus of uh, of the raptor, you know, as raptors tend to be.
0: So he transforms by just sort of wrapping around that. Then it seems. Yeah, I think it's like
1: both transformations are, like, whatever mode he's in, a good chunk of the center mass, like, the center mass opens and a bunch of the mode folds up into a ball to replace the folded up into a ball stuff that's already in there. So, like, his raptor mode probably has a ball of robot uh, inside of it, and then his robot mode probably has a ball of the raptor mode inside the chest. Where, like, the robot arms and the raptor legs are, you know, they're the same thing. So like that's the thing that doesn't have to fold up too much. But like his, you know, an armless robot is folded up inside that raptor and then uh-huh. you know, a legless raptor is folded up inside the robot is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how he works, but I've I've been setting out the MP Beast Wars as I don't know. I just don't have the nostalgia for Beast Wars that I do other things yeah
1: oh well, you know it's it's they're they're trying to uh, i think they said in that interview a couple of weeks ago they're trying to alternate their masterpiece releases right now so yeah, and that's it, fine it, it like, means that, that you get like beef with that no it, it means if you're not into the beast wars stuff then you get a really nice break in between the getting more yeah. expensive g1 masterpieces that that part's great
0: <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate the break because there was a while where it seemed like oh man these masterpieces are coming fast they just keep coming out uh so
1: is this break like another thing you bribed them for from your west coast location where you're like no make, make sure I, you guys don't I reveal too many toys
0: and then i didn't bribe them i shook my fist at them oh yeah. you,
1: you put the fear in them yep <laughs> uh yeah that that about does it for the i think for the the tokyo toy show stuff um masterpiece DinoBot thing is very exciting um, th- th- that they're at a physical gray prototype now is, is really cool I think it's it's almost weird that they were cool to give out a booklet with the CG render of the gray prototype but not have this photo of the gray prototype in the booklet because it's like you know th- th- obviously there's a huge sign <laughs> that says please don't take a photo yeah. of this thing you're taking a photo of but I'm like I I feel like the CG render gives away as much as this photo does so uh, you know, for purposes of NDA and not letting you know knockoff companies and competitors see how the toy works, like I feel like the CG render already shows most of that.
0: But I mean, yeah, it, wrong. It, it. I think it probably shows more because you get a bunch of angles.
1: Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's just weird that th- unless I, I have a feeling maybe it was a magazine made a deal with them to be the first to show the physical prototype picture.
0: Uh, hmm. so that that might be what it is because well, print is still a thing in Japan, and you know it's like at bot cons when they would ask you not to take pictures and whatnot this might not be the thing they were really worried about pictures being taken of there might be other stuff in this presentation that was more of a concern
1: oh for sure yeah yeah now my, my main questioning is less about the presentation more about the booklet they gave out mm-hmm. unless, unless this great prototype was like this got finished the day after we sent off the final
0: pdf for the booklet to be printed or something and that's completely likely um, it is impressive with these masterpiece Beast Wars figures how on the money they are to the to the animation models. Oh yeah, and bet- it's be- kind of crazy
1: between the two they've released. It's like a one-two punch. It's they're so close to the animation models, and Primal and Cheetor have almost nothing in common as Transformers toys. Like where you know, like a lot of masterpiece toys, especially in the in the Shoga Hasui era of all the cars, they all transform differently into different cars and different robots, but they all kind of felt like they're from the same design family. Where it's like they they feel like they were they they're kind of sibling toys. Um, Primal is a big chunky dude full of ratchet joints. Cheetor is a super finicky thin dude with like no ratchets in his major joints whatsoever. Uh, who transforms with like a completely different like philosophy on conversion even than Optimus Primal does. So it, they're taking them like completely project by project in a way that I think is really serving the line well. And it's making them way more interesting to watch. Cause it's like, there's a certain way where when you go from sideswipe to prowl to Wheeljack, there's a, there's a little bit of sameness between them where it's, there's a thing you can expect about them. Whereas with this Dinobot, it's like, I don't know what he's going to feel like compared to the other two. Cause like Cheetor and Primal don't even feel the same like whatsoever. Uh, so it's, it's really exciting how much effort and, and love they're putting into this. Yeah. I hope that they'll do a Rhinox and a rat trap as well uh, with this level of care. because that, that would be amazing. But that does it for the Tokyo Toy Show stuff. Seth, I've got us another listener question. Okay. This one comes from Prime Studio, who says, Hello, podcasters. Box art is what made me a hardcore G1 fan and discovered Diaclone art. Uh, I've tried to build an archive of the Diaclone art, but no one in the Diaclone community wants to part with any high-quality scans for fear of knockoffs. I have heard this twelves of times. I run Transformer Card on Twitter and want to do a Diaclone series. Any suggestions how to break into this fan community, Diaclone in general? Thank you. Click. Uh well we would so tell you all they... 12
0: members of the diaclone community told them no.
1: Yeah, we uh, we we've approached the 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 12 as the the dia 12 and they they just ran us off the same way. They're like, "Nah, son, y'all going to knock off our diaclones." Um yeah, they I, I... didn't
0: even look up from their robes and candles.
1: Yeah, they, 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 they have were... a big
0: hood over and they're holding a candle, like be away from this place.
1: Like you try to talk to to the diaclone 12 and they're like Oh, you're a Transformers fan. Well, we don't talk to people who follow the children. Ours is the, is the is the pro, pro. there's a word for this, the progenitor of your fictional nonsense.
0: It, Yours is a bastardization of the pure. It all all is of diaclone. Uh, Transformers are apocryphal. Be gone from here.
1: Like, that's why all these new Takara Tomy Diaclone things coming out, you know, like they're Dia Battles, it's all just coming out on a completely separate track. Like, they're not even talking to us about them. They're just like, no, we just released the Diaclone things. We put magnets in the feet of the tiny men. You wouldn't even understand magnets. You're a Transformers fan. (laughs) Um, Aside from all that stuff that we just made up, though, uh, I don't actually know anyone in the (laughs) Diaclone fan community. Uh, but breaking into, into a community in general, usually you just oh, got to...
0: <laughs> you just broke K-Fame. <laughs> Whoa.
1: You know, I, know, I know some people out there are smart, all right? Uh, I'm shooting straight with them, brother. Uh, if you want to get into a, into a fan community, like, the best way is just, like, be a fan of it. Join the Facebook groups or whatever if it's something that doesn't have, like, a major forum. And unfortunately, even if you get into the fan community real well... It doesn't mean they're going to want to share their high quality scans if they're afraid of knockoffs. I think that that is maybe a how do I put this? That's not an unfounded fear, but maybe it is a somewhat they're they're afraid of
0: something that probably won't happen is what I'm thinking. Well, uh, they have an ancient prophecy that a 13th will join their their coven and betray them as a Judas. That's right. They've worked hard. So, no no yeah. fan
1: of Diaclone is even allowed to have a name that starts with the letter J. All right, Lots right. of
0: Johns have talked to me about this. Why do you think buildings don't have a 13th floor? So Where the do diaclone, you think they come from?
1: And so they can't knock off the Diaclones.
0: Yeah. Uh, certainly, like,
1: you know, if there were knockoffs of, of some of the pricier Diaclone pieces that could shake up the market, I just I, I wonder if that's on the radar of any company that would do it now uh, now that unofficial Transformers have kind of eaten their way into the high money whale part of Transformers collectors in general. And by extension, robot collectors in general. Um, I, I wonder if I saw someone talking recently, it looks like Takara Tomy or like whatever publisher they work with might be releasing a Diaclone book soon. Um, there was like a pre-order somewhere. I didn't really look too deep into it. It just crossed my Twitter feed. That might be worth looking into if you want to at least get a better look at some of the art. Um, I think, like, scanning the art and uh, selling it would probably be legally gray at best. And that's to say it's probably completely
0: illegal. But if you just want... Oh, high- yeah, I, I remember going into Kinko's with uh, pages of White Dwarf Magazine that where the article was, hey, print out these Space Marine banners and use them on your miniatures. Yeah. And they they made me sign a waiver... Clearing them of getting in trouble Because I was photocopying a published Material Wow yeah Kenkos didn't Didn't play back in The <laughs> early 90s we, we don't we don't respect your 41st millennium all right <laughs> like Well usually we don't let uh, People make colored photographs Of of published Material I'm like look Look at the article that is on The next page it's well, you have to sign this, and we need some ID. <laughs> They're
1: like, if you played a good game like Fantasy, maybe we would have we would have played ball here.
0: Yeah, I'm like I'm 16. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, like if you want to bring into a fan community, the best thing to do is just be a fan and join into conversations in the community. And 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 I don't know really what you do, so I, like part
0: part. Well, I wonder, I wonder how hardcore they are because like I. I appreciate them wanting to defend against making it easier for knockoff people to make knockoffs that will trick folk. Yeah. Like if the knockoff people have crummy pictures to use, then it's easier to identify that this is a knockoff because, oh, this is the wrong image or you could see the, the resolution is all crumbed up and it's fuzzy. Yeah. Um, so I mean, unless there is like, this like near masodic order amongst <laughs> diaclone collectors that trust no one with these scans these the high res scans i would imagine that if you were in there long enough participating to where you you were clearly not just somebody snooping around looking to 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 use this artwork for dastardly deeds that eventually you would get your hands on it um so yeah it is kind of a build up a trust thing but yeah and sometimes it just won't work out like i like
1: i said i don't really know the diaclone specific fandom all that well and i I don't know there's a chance they might have had a history with someone uh, like siphoning art in order to then make duplicate knockoffs of, of, of older toys like uh there's a chance they might have had a bad run in with like a dealer or something that led to like, you know, there's there's always history behind stuff. I've I've never heard of not wanting to part with high quality scans for fear of knockoffs, so it almost makes me wonder if like something went down with that particular community.
0: Well, I also imagine it's a smaller community that's maybe a little more tight knit. Yeah. Could be a chance of that too. Yeah. Like so, I've seen this... and they're they're gonna be more suspicious of an outlander coming in making requests of them especially if you show up calling yourself the outlander
1: (laughs) you say where do you come from outlander i have a request for you diaclone 12 (laughs) i desire high quality scans for the archive i am archiving the diaclone uh so certainly having not seen any of your communications either way you know don't take any of this to heart (laughs) severely but I don't know what anyone's tone was in the replies to you or the way you requested the art, so that you know that could be a whether, whether or not you give intended it. to come off badly or not. That could be a whole part of it too. Like, stop being dicks! Just give me the pictures. <laughs> like, guys are dicks. Like you know, don't don't go in there all like something that for exposure would be quoting, going like, no man, this is uh, this is for art. I just want, I want I want the scans. I'll give you all credit. <laughs> So yeah, I understand wanting to archive um box art and stuff. Like I think that's a really important part of uh fandoms for things that are that long lived and that old. So hopefully you can figure something out. But also look into that diaclone book I saw people talk about on Twitter. I wish I had better information for you to act upon other than quote that diaclone book I saw people talk about on Twitter. But uh Yeah, it'll it'll be out there. You can you'll pull this off. I I, I believe in you. Um, Seth, how about we do another listener question?
0: Okay, I'm into it.
1: I got one here from Todd Hakusho McMalwave uh, who says, uh, Hey Evangelist, just submitting a question to you. If you decide to be pedantic, I guess read this part too. Otherwise, question starts here. You you don't even understand Mr. Malwave, the, the levels of my ped, pedan... pedantry? My, sure. My pedantry. Alright, you don't understand the Anyway, I think
0: you were closer to the first time.
1: <laughs> uh, this question reads, Hello, Vangelis and the rest of the TFW. Turbo mastering, motivating, limousine riding, jet flying, titan mastering, sons of guns. Todd Hakusho, a.k.a. Malwave, a.k.a. at Malwave on Twitter here with a short question for all of you. Shorter than that introduction anyway. Spoiler alert, his question is like two to three times longer character count wise than in the introduction so he Malwave that was incorrect that was an incorrect thing to set us up with thank goodness I typed this question out before we read it out loud uh, his question is, So since getting into collecting around 2005, I found myself having to resort to buying knockoffs, insert false pathos here, to complete certain figures. I personally have no problem with it as it's helped me find accessories for some more expensive and harder to piecemeal G1 figures like Star Saber and everyone's favorite box with legs and claws, Grandis. That said, I know some collectors frown at that sort of thing. All official, all the time sort of mindset. What are your mindsets for this problem? Are you okay with having a quote-unquote tainted G1 toy by using dirty knockoff parts to complete it? Or do you go without a certain accessory on the off chance you find it in the wild? Thanks for answering my question. Catch you all online. Chuck Click. Um, Seth, where do you fall on this if you're trying to complete an old toy and there are readily available knockoff parts that more or less look the
0: same? Well, when I first kind of came into the community, that was a thing. Like, that, it was before reissues, and there were people making um, the the Seeker landing gear and the Seeker missile bits and little odds and ends parts. And that was the only way you could do that in a lot of cases, like cobble together a complete um, sky warp or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I think it's fine. Or it was fine. a
0: cheaper way. Like, you could scrounge up official bits, but... Uh, an option a slightly cheaper easier option was here's the guy making landing gear pieces yeah like Um,
1: if if it looks the same and it, it it fills in the same gap in the toy i see no problem with it unless unless this is like some grand operation where you have like a wall of incomplete star sabers and you're buying like crates of the missing piece and then selling them as the real one but if it's just for your collection like a it's fine and b if someone like frowns at you for it and it's anything but you know friendly ribbing then it's kind of on them to not be a weird fan who frowns at what other people do
0: you know yeah like if it's just for your collection i don't think it what anybody else thinks should matter yeah um if they're gonna be all uptight about it that's their friggin trip man yeah um now like much the same way like a, a recent question about modifying toys much the same way like i don't really modify figures like adding paint or whatever because then i'm thinking well if i go to resell this and it's not as it was out of the package then i'm i can't sell it as the original thing. I feel like I have to represent it or let people know like, Hey, this has been modified. Um, I would say the same thing about like, if you had that, um, um, Thundercracker or whatever, where it's 90% original parts, but then a couple odd and end bits were reproduction pieces. Um, i think it's dirty to sell that as a complete g1 thundercracker mm. if you let people know up front like hey these parts are, are repo parts and not vintage parts um then it's it's up to the buyer to decide if that's what they want or not but i think you should let people know
1: yeah but like, if again you remember just for to- your
0: own <laughs> personal collection then you know whatever just do whatever works So
1: I think it'd be excusable, at least as long as you know, you don't you're not a scum about it afterwards. If like, you know, you got repro seeker parts for your Skywarp back in like, you know, 1999 and in 2018, you sell it and forgot that they're repro parts. And then someone calls you out on you just, you know, say it's an honest mistake, then it's fine. But yeah, like that's the other thing is like nowadays, this is the thing I'm confused by because Malwave is saying he went and got knockoff parts for Star Saber and Grandis and like I don't remember there being readily available knockoffs of either of those toys at least like now I think there was like there was a knockoff of the the small Star Saber jet for a while if that's what he's talking about but like with all, with the, the sheer amount of G1 reissues out there now for a lot of toys like it seems less even necessary Uh, and and even people who sell parts like it feels like the tone I've got is a lot of people looking for G one parts for the most part have found them by now. And there are less and less people who are even trying to complete G one toys because reissues handled a lot of the popular ones yeah. and like a lot of the regular G one toys, you know, you just, it's easy now to find parts for them because a lot of those parts have been sitting in someone's tackle box for a couple years. Um, So yeah, it's, just, it feels like it's like, it's less of a thing now. And as you know, as we said, if it's just for your own collection, like no no nobody who who is worth hanging out with is gonna give you more than a friendly ribbon about that unless like you enjoy this weird eccentricity they have about the purity of your toy collection. Uh now I mean if you're if you're one of those people who wants to get into the penis competition about your toy collection and you've cheated by putting knockoff parts in, then maybe in that like backwards morality you've got some problems going on. But <laughs> I, uh yeah, whatever. Like <laughs> Paint, yeah, paint well, your
0: toys even too. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, for me it's like, it, it's it's like with full on knockoff figures. Like I'm not one of these elitist dieclone hardcores. Well, you're not
1: one that, of uh, twelve
0: that can't share. Who missed that episode of Sesame Street about sharing? Um, <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Um, I'm a good Salt of the Earth Transformer fan. Um, like as like with knockoffs as long as everybody knows what the deal is like the person selling it is saying hey this ain't for real <laughs> this is a copy and the person buying goes yes i understand that to be the case we are we all understand what this thing is and we're and i am willing to exchange money for it freely then i don't have a problem with that yeah personally um it's it's only when knockoff and reproduction pieces and complete figures are being passed off as vintage that I have a problem with.
1: Yeah. And it's really only vintage that I think this, this matters for like to a degree, uh, with masterpiece cars. It sounds, it's, I've got the impression that the problem of, of legit like replica knockoff masterpiece cars is kind of come and gone now that like you've got Takasa Tomy versions out there. Uh, but outside of expensive vintage toys, I, I just feel like it's not even really that much of a problem anymore. Like, mo- as long as a buyer's not being deceived, the only thing being hurt is the monolithic corporation that we should probably not treat as a person. uh, you know, Or vice versa, the not monolithic, but still somewhat large trying to make money group that's making any toy. Like, this is the thing I've talked about before. Like, eventually, if you really want to get into the morality of the toys you're buying... Uh, you, you're you probably buying stuff made by underpaid labor and not just toys, but most of the things in your life as well. So, I don't know. It's a slippery slope. Just don't don't screw with your fellow fans and it's fine. Uh, that said, I heard... Seth, I don't know if you heard about this. I heard rumors. this is this, this, this Canadian fan named Malwave. I heard he's got tainted G1 toys in his collection. He's passing off as complete. Like, he's all like, I have a complete Star Saber. But I heard... He got friggin' knockoff parts in his Star Saber. I heard he prefers a Whopper from Burger King. Yeah, you know what? That sounds like a Malwave thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have a tear in my eye because I'm disappointed.
0: (laughs) I'm not angry. I'm disappointed.
1: (laughs) This hurts me more than it hurts you.
0: (laughs) Excuse me. Let me
1: wipe that tear away. Uh, hope that answered your question, Malwave. Uh, Don't be like Malwave. Be Malwave. Seth, let's uh, let's talk about what we got this
0: week. Did you find any Transformers in your neck of the woods this week? Uh, I got one of those little blind baggity dudes.
1: The tiny Turbo Changers!
0: Yeah, I didn't try to, like, be fancy about it and get a specific one. I just got a random one. Oh, who did you get? I'm not going to take this one in front. I'm going to take one, two back on the peg, and this is the one I get. That's the way.
1: You know what I usually do with those when I don't want to, like, grope bags or look at codes? I just hover my hand over and go, like, where are my fingers gravitating towards?
0: Well, this is probably the only one I'm going to get. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to just get one for the fun of it. Um, I got a Starscream. Hey, Which apparently, from what TJ was saying, is one of the best ones. Hey! Because I listened to the last even show,
1: hey!
0: and at no point was I screaming in my head. Yeah, <laughs> I, because I can't I could control my thoughts.
1: <laughs> I can't remember what Aaron was mad
0: about again. Now I forgot again. I don't know. Some <laughs> I even asked him. namby pamby, nitpicking nonsense. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron, did you know he
1: he built that Lego shuttle pretty darn fast? I was impressed. Hey, rocket! Yeah, rocket. Whatever. It's a space. Rockets
0: are different than shuttles.
1: Whoa! Sorry. Don't make
0: Aaron scream in his head again. Am I
1: talking to Aaron all of? Am I talking to Aaron slash Seth here all of a sudden? Uh, Aaron built that thing pretty darn fast for a multi-thousand-piece Lego kit. Well, I was impressed. He doesn't have a lot going on. Whoa! (laughs) You two can sort that out. Uh. How are you liking the, 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 the tiny Starscream?
0: You know, he's, he's fine. Um, I, I mean, it's it's what it is. It's a $2.50 or whatever it was, <laughs> Transformer. So it's very small, very simple. Um, but it's fine. I mean, it's... Uh, like, I don't have any feeling like I need to get any more, but... I think they're they would be a fun little toy for a kid
1: would you be down if they did like another series of these that were non-movie characters like squished down into that aesthetic
0: i'd give it a look all right i'd see how it goes um it's just yeah i just don't know if i need tiny little guys like post bot shots i bought so many bot shots <laughs> um but yeah he's very simple he just Make sure the arms are in the right place, and then fold them in half, and there you go. You use a jet now, and he has his crazy space tattoos.
1: Proper, it's a proper
0: movie. Yeah. yeah, like he's supposed to. These, um, these
1: Twitter pictures doesn't look like Starscream was in your bag. No. That looks like uh, that looks like stunning Steve Austin with a shaved head.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a rough weekend. He got bubble gum in his hair. so. Aww. Yeah, to shave his why oh, he's flipping head. off
1: the world. He yeah. Just came out of the bag just throwing very upset. Throwing the birds at heaven. <laughs> uh Oh, cool. Uh Seth, I got four Transformers in the mail yesterday. Four. Because uh Toys R Us in Canada, not only had a sale, but they had like a coupon code, and so I combined the two together, along with a couple Titans Return toys that it seems like maybe I wasn't supposed to find on their website, and uh, so I got I got a good-ass good discount on these toys uh, for 15 Canadian each, I got Titans Return Quake and Perceptor, and for like 11 Canadian each, I got Robots in Disguise, Warrior Class Blur, and Soundwave from the, the newest wave so with those rid toys I just want to I want to throw a little commendation to Blur. He continues the excellent chain of solid adequacy in the Autobot cars in that line. Bumblebee, Drift, Jazz and Blur and maybe I'm forgetting another one in the middle there. Steve, forgetting about Sideswipe because he he was not part of this chain, he was kind of disappointing. But like Bumblebee, Jazz, Drift and Blur, they are all like a really decent looking future car that has a simple transformation into a pretty good-looking robot who is very basically poseable. They're like solid B-grade Transformers, Uh, those guys. Blur is is, is right along that path. Uh, He's pretty good. Soundwave is very interesting, because he's a, a fairly complicated Transformer for a RID toy, and I guess because he's a Warrior toy, the thing where he loses some of his budget is on being able to lock together really solidly in robot mode because he's got this like accordion folded thing for his chest and then his shoulders the insides of his shoulders like his armpits are supposed to lock that all together but they don't really clip in they just kind of wedge in and then come apart when you start posing him. the thing that holds him together is when you put his shoulder cannon in that happens to geometrically pinch together his chest pieces on one side um So something about that toy that feels kind of janky and also the the flip over platform his head is on is ridiculously loose. Uh, I don't even know if floor polish will fix that unless like I spend a day or two adding layers and layers to it. Um, So he's he's a good transformation, good robot mode, cool vehicle mode, uh, but uh, very, not shoddy, I guess, but like C minus build quality for that line. Like I was was kind of disappointed with him. Um, He looks cool though. And uh, his his truck mode holds together great, so I don't know. I'm cool. gonna do some do some work on him. Uh, Quake is uh, is a way more interesting looking version of Hardhead. Uh, and that's really about it. Um, there's nothing build quality wise. It feels like that different on him. He feels solid. Maybe he feels a bit closer to my Takara Tomy Hardhead than my Hasbro Hardhead. That's the closest I can come to for comparison. Uh, Perceptor is really cool. Um, i would love to see an official photo of his intended tank mode because like there is there there are tabs you can follow there's fold-out bits that are only for the tank mode you can follow but then the orientation of all of his various chest flaps and his his microscope itself there's so much interpretation to have there like i i would love to know what the intended tank mode is um as it is like the main body of the tank mode you can suss out pretty well and like and the legs tab into the shoulders and there are fold-out bits on the legs. So, like, you know, 80% of the tank is, is solid in there. I just re- really would like to know how the, the chest flaps all are supposed to be arranged. Um, but otherwise, like, I, I like that toy. He's, he's pretty good. He's just... Uh, it's a shame he doesn't really have good heels. Um, you can just fold out the tank bits to give him massive heels, and I'm not, like, opposed to that. Uh, and I, I feel like I wish his shoulder telescope microscope thing i wish that it was a little bit better at getting out of the way of his head like it's always kind of like it's either sticking too far off his back if you plug it in one way and if you plug it in the normal way it's hugging so close to his head you can't really turn his head without it bumping into the microscope and turning that as well which is okay um but he's a like he's a toy i think i would have liked like i thought He's a toy that is fine, but he's so vastly overshadowed by Topspin, it's almost, uh, you almost feel bad for him. (laughs) Because he's doing a whole lot of really cool stuff, but Topspin does everything better. Um... And then I tried to figure out a way to get Cup when he showed up on ToysRUs.ca, but then Berserker sold out, so there was no way to put together a cart that led to free shipping with all the coupon code things, and uh, Cup then sold out, so I'm like, whatever, I'll find Cup down the road somewhere. Croc never went up on ToysRUs.ca, so I don't know what's up with Croc. Uh, so Cup and Croc are still my my Wave 4 uh, ungotten's, but uh, I believe that does it for my on-topic what I got this week um seth i forgot if you had gotten any of the like if you'd gotten perceptor or not did we talk about him or do i talk about him with those other guys yeah i got him a
0: couple weeks ago
1: okay i thought we talked about him
0: yeah um he's all right yeah i tried to look single refracting lens or whatever people explain was the deal yeah the big big picture that we got i tried to look
1: through his lens at the, the little titan master sitting in the bed of his microscope like in the instructions and i couldn't see nothing
0: no i only got it to work when i like held it over things and then manually lift and lowered it until the stuff came into focus
1: yeah i gotta i gotta mess around with it some more uh it would be really cool if i could film through the lens of the microscope and get a good picture but, but- your camera's broken yeah, It it came back to life after a few days but I'm afraid to shoot anything past about a minute long on it uh, until I get it fixed up and I still haven't gotten all that done yet
0: Try with your phone camera because it's got a small lens that might fit in the in the eye hole space Give it a shot Eye hole outer space
1: I've got macro space extension hole. tubes from my normal camera and I feel like that oh. might help too like get a macro shot of the tiny microscope lens looking at something else tiny. It's recursion. Uh anyway, that's all our transformers what we got this week. So we're just going to go into the off topic section, Seth. Did you get anything off topic this week? I think you did. I think I know what you got, but but tell me what you got.
0: Off topic. I got a bunch of Marvel figures. I didn't know about that part. I missed that. I got wave 2 of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Stuff. did she get Death's Head? Yes. I want Death's Head. How is he? He's huge. Is he any good? He doesn't fit in the Ziploc bags that I use for <laughs> Marvel figures. I have to get a bigger bag. Garbage.
1: What a garbage toy. Yeah,
0: he's just massive. Um, like he, that's why I thought he was going to be the Build-A-Figure of the way, because he's so dang huge. Mm. Um, the Mantis is the
1: Build-A-Figure, isn't she?
0: Yes. That's weird. Well, I figured because there were already two... It, like so, there's three female figures in that wave, mm. and maybe they thought the one that doesn't come with any weapons or awesome stuff might not be as attractive as a standalone figure. Um, so let's just chop her into pieces and make her the build a figure. It's
1: always so weird though. Um, like Jubilee was that as well, and like I think the case assortment on Mantis is the same as with Jubilee, where there's like one more of the figure who comes with like her entire torso. And so, yeah. like, there's surplus mantis torsos.
0: That's just weird. Oh, no. No, that's not the case. Because Death's Head doesn't come with any parts.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because he's giant. And if I remember correctly, Rocket comes with the torso. Yeah. He's, and, you know, that kind of evens out the the amount of plastic. Because Rocket's pretty little. If he comes with a little Groot in, in a Reaver suit.
1: I just—I I think there are two rockets per case in like the shipping case.
0: Oh shit! Sure. Okay,
1: that's what I mean. So like, like the the case assortment on that, there are more rockets than the other toys, which means there's more like limbless mantises than than there will
0: be limbed mantis. Well, I can see more kids wanting a rocket than they want a mantis.
1: I know it's just gonna be weird when there are all these like buckets of you know people trying to get rid of limbless mantises, like. As cre- cre- it creep me out with Jubilee as well. When it was like, all right, armless jubile armless headless Jubilee is gonna be uh, the, the the shelf warmer.
0: It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really want some of these movie tie in waves to only be movie figures. I can't. I'm I'm amazed
1: that that wasn't the case for Guardians. As much as I like the non movie guys in those lines.
0: Yeah, um, well, I mean, this comes with a big gold idiot. I don't know who he is. I, I looked I him up because
1: I wanted to know who he was, and he, he looks very unimportant when I looked him up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't care. I, I assumed, like, oh, maybe he's some big goon of the Sovereign from the comics, and that makes sense because, you know, the Sovereign were in the movie, and then, no, he was created by some robot race. So... Okay. Why why not to have something that's some way relevant to something from the movie. Um and then no so then the Adam Warlock in there is fine because they hint at Adam Warlock. And he's
1: he's cosmic in general, you know. Yeah. Like, like X Nihilo um, just is... I don't I don't know. I mean, I'm not up to date with cosmic. It's just I've never seen any call for X Nihilo ever.
0: Yeah. Now it's been a long time since I read that 90s-ass Deathhead comics, but his one arm isn't always, like, a giant gun and knife mess, right? I don't think so. It could go to normal. Okay, because he comes with an optional hand for his not-giant mess of gun barrels and knives. Um, But the toy is always going to have one arm that's a giant mess of gun barrels and knives. um. You know, like a Transformer movie character when yeah. their arm just turns into a bunch of sharp metal and gun barrels.
1: A bunch of violence.
0: <laughs> yeah, they totally ripped off extreme 90s comic book characters for the Transformer movies. I'm just realizing this. <laughs> Rob Leefield needs a cut. <laughs> Don't tell him. He's going to look for it.
1: That's a dude yeah. who has time on his hands.
0: Um... Where was I? Um, yeah, so so he has like a fist hand and then a sort of crooked pointing finger hand. It's strange. Mm. His his optional hand, um, and that's pretty much all he comes with. I mean, he, but he's huge. Um, there's another Star Lord. I don't know how many Star Lords I need. I still have more Captain America's and Iron Mans than Star Lords, so it's not that bad yet. Um, I don't like the face sculpt though. Like he he's supposed to have his wry little smirk, but I don't think it really translated too well to the figure. I mean the rest of it's fine. The long jacket and scarf is fine. Um, he comes with a tiny little walkman that plugs onto his belt. That's gonna get lost. <laughs> um I, I actually thought about, like, maybe I should just glue this here. Or get some, get some yeah, glue it in or get some, like, uh, poster putty. Yeah, which I have. Um, hey, right, whoa. It did fit in, like, it, it did feel like a pretty good fit, considering how small it was and how small the little peg is. Um, But if you moved his leg too up too far, the, the thigh is going to just push it off. Um then Gamora and Nebula uh, both have really good face sculpts. That that was the big thing from the first Guardian movie toys is they got so much better with the face sculpts. Yeah. Like, like much like the the wave 1 Star-Lord is just a ridiculous improvement over the first movie Star-Lord. The same thing with Gamora. Like this Gamora is so much better than the first movie Gamora. It's it's ridiculous. And then uh, Nebula almost seems too skinny. Like man, she's got skinny little arms. Well, mm. skinny long arms. It's it's almost concerning. I'm almost I mean, you worried can, you that I'm gonna break her little twig arms.
1: You can play it like, oh, she was just in like a horrific spaceship crash, and she hasn't unscrewed up her her arms yet. You know, with her her really. Well, creepy... She comes with
0: yeah. She comes with that creepy little little robot arm that you could swap on. Yeah. So, you could have her with her little creepy <laughs> arm, <laughs> little creepy claw. <laughs> um, yeah, like Karen Gillen is a thin lady, but man, the Nebula toy is like too thin. Uh, otherwise, it's fine. And then Mantis is, is really good, all put together. Um, uh, they're all good figures. It's all good. Except for that big gold idiot. Who cares? I'm they're I'm on, down I'm down for that uh,
1: that Death's Head I'm I'm realizing though like the uh, this didn't even hit me when they announced this wave it's like they did Death's Head two before iconic Death's Head one
0: yeah like well okay so a, a little criticism on the Death's Head um the the face sculpt could have been sharper it's mm-hmm. a little fuzzy mushy looking when you look at it close up. I would have it would have been nice if the details were a little sharper sculpted. Yeah.
1: Well, I, with with alien or you know, not non-human head designs, I always there's a little bit of leeway I have sometimes with Marvel Legends, anyway. But I see what you mean.
0: Oh. Uh then I think the thing that you thought I I had gotten, um, you so I had it. ordered from Etsy those uh, video game and pinball machines, uh, one twelfth scale. Um, so there's pros and cons <laughs> with these things. Um, the I, I think if you're going to get these, you have to go in with the knowledge that. These aren't mass produced in a factory somewhere. Mm. This is like one dude in England who makes them by hand with the tools and materials he has available to him. So they're mostly balsa wood. Um, like the legs of the pinball machines are plastic. Um, there's a, a clear plastic top over the top of the the play field on the pinball machine some of the video games have similar uh clear plastic over where the screen is like for for games where in the original arcade there was a clear glass in front of the monitor like the monitor may have been set a little farther back or something and just a way to keep people from getting their grubby mitts on the the monitor screen it's like a spit guard yeah Um, so they're, they're mostly balsa wood. The, the fit and finish isn't a hundred percent great. Like some stuff doesn't line up quite well. There might be a little bit of a gap here or there sometimes. Um, the stickers, uh, for all the artwork, um, just looks like the quality of printing you would get from a printer. You would go down to Staples and buy like a mid price printer. So a, a lot of where these things fall down is when you look at them really close up for detail. Um, like I, I tweeted pictures of the pinball machines this morning mm. and I took some close ups of the Tommy pinball machine. Cause you could really see like in the play field, there's a union Jack and you could see like Jaggies, like the PlayStation one era game. <laughs> um, in the lines of the flag. Um, oh so, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes the stickers aren't lined up quite right. But I think when you compare them to those Namco cabinets that came out recently, mm-hmm. there's problems with their stickers too. And um one of the problems is you have to apply the giant side panel stickers um and some of their stickers aren't lined up quite right and some of their stickers are peeling a little bit yeah um and they cost
1: more don't they
0: they cost a lot more yeah and now they're plastic instead of hand cut balsa wood um so they're potentially less fragile like i haven't gotten rough with these things but they are very light Mm -hmm. the etsy ones um lighter than i expected uh, I don't know what I expected them to be made out of. I mean, he lists the materials as wood and plastic on on the page, um, but when I felt how light they were, it's like, oh, this is like balsa wood.
1: Like this yeah. is very
0: thin. Um, so like if they're in a display and you're not looking at them close up and inspecting them, or using them in pictures where you're not close up and inspecting them, um, I think they look fine. And I think they photograph maybe better than those Namco ones um, because, like, I think the screens, like the, the 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 image of the screen, is really dark and hard to see on the Namco ones, um, where just this opaque uh, printed screenshot that that the Etsy guy uses, in some cases, I think, work better. Um, so like, I think the perfect one of this is some aspects of those official Namco ones and some aspects of this, this, uh, Etsy guy mushed together. Yeah. Um, one of the things that makes it more forgivable with the Etsy things is on average, the cabinets are $20 and the pinball machines are 25. Some are a little bit more or less depending like on the size of the thing. Like the big sit-down environment video game cabinets are a little more because they're a much bigger, complicated piece. Yeah. Um but and and then like with the pinball machines, the legs, so the plastic legs, um could really use some trimming. Now the the way it was packed up because I got uh the the small diorama piece which is like a three-sided cube. So you have the, the floor and two walls. Um, he had everything wrapped in bubble wrap and then stacked up within the confines of the cube, uh, the diorama piece. And then that wrapped in multiple layers of bubble wrap and put into a chips box. <laughs> um, so I'm like, oh yeah, this is... This is from England, all right, because there are a picture of French fries on this box, and it says chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even still, two of the three pinball machines had one of the legs popped off. Mm-hmm. And they're just glued, straight glued on. So, like, there's no pins or pegs or anything that got broken. So it was very easy to just bust out my little bottle of gel crazy glue put a little dab in there and glue it back on so it was fine i mean it's not a big deal I fixed it super easy but what might not be a terrible idea is to pop all the legs off
1: like ship them without and, the legs
0: glued on yeah yeah and and get like a hobby knife and or a or a file or a little piece of sandpaper and clean up the edges because you could see where he just clipped them to shape and size. Yeah. And like you you know when like you clip a piece of plastic, there'll be like the little pinched off area, that sharp bit that juts out at a weird angle. Yeah. yeah. So like that's that's like all on the leg like, pieces.
1: Yeah, it's, so. it's it sounds like it's not perfect, but for the price and being a one man Etsy operation, it's still yeah. like pretty impressive and it's definitely friggin' just showing up those Namco like plastic
0: arcade machines. Yeah. And this guy has so much variety. Yeah. And where those Namco ones, the actual shape of the cabinet is identical. It's just the artwork that makes them different. Um, This guy actually makes the effort to make the cabinets based on the actual real world cabinets. Like if you look at those three that I got, they're not the same shape. Yeah. Um, even the three pinball machines I got are all from different eras or from different decades. Like I got Centaur, which is late 70s, Tommy, which is mid-late 90s, um, and Avengers, which is mid-2000s, late 2000s, um, whenever, whatever year that first Avenger movie came out. So being from different eras like centaur is smaller uh tommy is thicker (laughs) um so like he he doesn't just have a template shape and then he puts mortal Kombat sticker on it um which is pretty cool because um some of these cabinets had really crazy shapes like the disc of tron cabinet like you stood in it but you stood up in it like it wasn't a sit down environment thing it was a stand-up environment thing and he has one of those and it's pretty cool um, my recommendation is if if you wanted to try to get some of these um, I I would recommend the arcade machines over the pinball machines if there's a pinball machine that you like super love in real life then maybe go for that but I think in general the 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 limitations are a little more glaring on the pinball machines than they are the video games. Mm. And then I wouldn't go crazy with the video games right out the gate either. Like I wouldn't get more than the the three pack where you, where you get to choose three and then it's a little bit cheaper. Like I it, get that, like get either the three pack or get one and then see how you feel about more Like, I don't think I need any more from this guy. Um, If I did, um, I would be curious to get one of the ones that has an actual little LCD display for the monitor. Mm -mm. And then you get a little, like, USB cord and directions on how to uh, load different images onto the picture or onto the screen. So, like, if you don't like the street Fighter picture that he put on there, there's instructions to where you could put your own screenshot on there if you want it to be different characters or something
1: yeah on the whole i'm I'm pretty impressed with how they turned out for the price and the nature of what they are and uh i think I think the, the like three machines in that diorama looks like perfect
0: yeah and yeah, and then so the balsa wood nature the walls on that thing are crazy thin. (laughs) (laughs) And I a little bit uh, nervous. Like, if it's in a display case where your goofy nephew can't get at it, then it's going to be fine. Or your pet can knock it over. It's going to be fine. But Yeah. um, Yeah, I I was a little surprised with how thin and light everything was. So, again, it's like you go in with... Yeah, you go in with, like, the right expectations, and you're going to be okay. If you buy one of these things thinking it's going to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed.
1: Yeah. If anything, it it sets a good bar to, like, a a good bar and a good standard to hold larger companies up to if anyone tries again to do, like, you know, 112-scale diorama arcade machines. And uh, I, I wonder how the one six scales uh, versions of these feel because this guy does like multiple scales. Yeah, I wonder how the one six scale ones feel as far as like whether they're any thicker. Like I don't have any use for a one six scale arcade machine. I'm just curious. Like if anyone out there is, I gotten... would
0: really hope so because the thickness of the balsa wood scales to the one twelve size well. Like yeah. where you see like the side panels of the the machines where you actually see the thickness, it looks correct. Um, but if you scaled that up to the one six, I don't think it would look right.
1: Yeah, I I, I kind of hope that the one 1.6 ones maybe he's able to use like a thicker stock. Because um, my assumption, not knowing this person whatsoever, but from what you're telling me, is I think this guy probably is really good at making the templates uh, and then just uses the template size, you know, however he needs to. Lays them over the material he's using and you know goes from there so ideally a one six scale he's able to use something a bit thicker since he'll have more room to operate with those corners and stuff
0: yeah um, yeah so if you're interested on etsy.com um it's his name is 33 games no spaces or if you just search one slash 12 video game you'll find it mm.
1: Yeah, it looks super cool. Like, check out Seth's Twitter feed as well if you haven't already. He's got some good photos up of uh, of relevant characters playing these arcade games. And it looks really fun.
0: <laughs> I thought it was funny to put Daredevil playing the Tommy pinball machine.
1: I get it.
0: Yeah, but uh, f- like, for the arcade cabinets, I had Luke, Poe, and LOL. Antsy or wh- whatever that alien pilot is from episode seven, um playing the Star Wars game, and um, what was the other one? Sub Zero and Scorpion. Yeah, Sub Zero and Scorpion playing Mortal Kombat, and the Mortal Kombat one is the one I have in the room here, so I couldn't look at it. Um, <laughs> um it it would have been great if it was so the the screenshot they used on the the Mortal Kombat machine this is Mortal Kombat 1 is sub-zero doing his fatality on Johnny Cage so he's holding up Johnny Cage's head um it would have been great if it was sub-zero instead of Johnny Cage yeah um <laughs> the way i framed the picture is there sub-zero and scorpion are staring at each other the the, uh, the the story i was trying to tell in the picture is maybe scorpion is pissed and is staring Sub-Zero down. Um, and if I got the version with the little LCD monitor, I could have switched the picture to do just that. But yeah. Whatever. Um, It's... Yeah. At least go check out the pictures, because it's crazy how many machines this guy has done. Yeah. Uh, phones ringing, dude.
1: Wow. Holy crap. Uh yeah I, I looked at uh, I, I got lost in that etsy page for a good like 20 30 minutes like just looking through everything that guy's done uh like i said like you know you don't have to go in there going like i'm going to purchase a tiny arcade machine uh, but at least go check out like the sheer volume of, of varied sized and shaped machines this guy has put together it's
0: really yeah. impressive I muted until the phone stopped ringing um
1: excellent podcast technique
0: <laughs> he also has like these shadow box things that are like screenshots of games where it's in layers, so it has like a three dimensional look to it um looking at the reviews on those um i don't I don't know if you'd want to buy any of them the the reviews are um Oof. spotty at best on on those uh, people talking about broken glass and Oof. poorly cut pieces and and yeah so i um, don't
1: never order I, I don't
0: vouch for those <laughs>
1: never order broken glass it's never as fun as it sounds
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i can't vouch for those shadow box lines they look really cool in these pictures and I looked at a couple of those going, hmm, I wonder. And then I looked at reviews on some of those and then I went, Eh, I'm good. Just not gonna risk it. <laughs> um But look at the pictures, they they look neat and they might inspire you to make your own. Yeah, what do I know. I'm I'm not you. Make some that don't have broken glass in them. And yeah, then we can even start talking.
1: Start. Uh, anything don't else off plates. topic on your plate this
0: week? Uh, i don't think so four horsemen did that sale i snuck in there and got a couple of orders on so
1: that sale the only thing in that sale I, I remotely wanted was ilgar and i was like hey i bet ilgar and pixis are gonna sell out fast and then i forgot about the sale and then i saw in the way i remember the sale happened is i saw on one of the mythic legions facebook groups the war stories of people who tried to get ilgar and pixis and I was like, sounds like it was the kind of thing where it's pretty alright that I skipped it. Because <laughs> those were the only I, ones I was after, and Ilgar and Pixis like, the they are the names you see everywhere in threads about that sale.
0: I snagged Ilgar and miss, missed Pixis.
1: You, yeah, I remember you told me the order of operations and you made a good decision, because if you went back for that Pixis, Ilgar would have been gone.
0: Yeah, so, um... I was sort of loitering around an area of work that usually other people aren't waiting for the sale to open because I knew what time it was going to be. Yeah. Um, And then I'm just on my phone refreshing the page until the not availables turned into in stocks. And man, just every click would chug.
1: Yeah, it sounds like there's. I'm kind of panicked like like a lot of the yeah. stories I read were the site it wasn't even the site was chugging it was right down to stories like I had Ilgar and Pixis in my cart and it took so long to calculate the shipping cost that they went out of stock while I was waiting for that
0: Yeah. So in my panic I'm scrolling up and down through what's available and I'm looking for skulls. <laughs> and neither Ilgar or Pixis have skull faces in the picture. Yeah. Ilgar has his helmet and hair Pixis has his helmet on. So I I remembered the beard. So I spot Ilgar. Click. Wait, wait, wait. It's loading. It's loading and loading. Add to cart. Okay, back. Um, Scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, there's the Templar Legion Builder. That'd be cool to get a couple more of that. Click. Add to cart. Then I go to change the amount to two. And it's just going so slow at this point. Now it's really going slow. Yeah, I'm like, I should just check out. That was the other I one. I should not tempt fate anymore. I should just check out.
1: It was it was Ilgar Pixis and Sir Godfrey that caused that entire like sight wide
0: molasses, from what I understand. Yeah, well, I wasn't after Godfrey, so yeah, that was fine. You know and what? Yeah, I ne- so I got through check out. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back and look for Pixis, and then it was it was too late. <laughs> it was yeah. way too late. They, like, I think that, this is just me, I
1: think that the way that sale went completely justified the fact that you and me got Godfrey and Pixis, you know, consecutive, like, what's the word I'm looking for? You got Godfrey, I got Pixis. We got them off eBay,
0: basically. I think that we did okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, at first I was, like, cursing. I was like, damn it, damn it, I missed i missed one of them. I missed it. Damn. And then, then I calmed down. I'm like, okay, I got something. So at least I got something. It's fine. Maybe there'll be another chance in the future. And then a little later, like I go on Twitter and I just see people like, I didn't get anything. It was all gone before I could even click one button. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I did better than most. So I shouldn't complain.
1: <laughs> if, if you got Ilgar, Pixis, or Godfrey off that sale, you did really well. There there are like a handful of people who got Ilgar and Pixis, and I'm like, y'all better not waste any money on any lotteries anytime soon, because you've used up all your good luck for like the entire year. Like, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that or they wrote a script and a bot did it for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, like, it, it sounds like every pre-series two figure in mythic legions is going to get at least put up for the chance of another run when they do their big like we're going to do pre-orders for everything and see who gets enough to get another run done i'm sure ilgar pixis and sir godfrey are going to like be three of the top ones that get redone but though that production run sounds like it's going to happen after series two so it's going to be like sometime next year when those figures are out i think that paying like the extra 20 30 bucks to like, hey, guess what? I got Pixis because I thought he, uh, he's a skeleton. He's in really cool colors. I have him now, and I'm happy with him.
0: <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah, well, I, I found out later that um, Pyxis, um, my girlfriend actually was looking around eBay for it um, but right before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and she's like, oh, I couldn't find it. Nobody had one up. And I'm like, it's that's for the best, because if you had got me that, I would have loved it. That would have been amazing and you would have been amazing for getting it for me. But it would have been so expensive. Yeah, I would have felt guilty about it. So
1: the the reason I got the if one I, I got, never
0: own a Pixis, I'm going to be all right.
1: <laughs> the, the reason I got the one I got is because he's the only time I ever saw Pixis on eBay for like he was like 65 or 70, I think. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know what? With my limited knowledge of this marketplace, and this is like whatever whatever it was, like earlier this year, I was like, you know, sure, whatever. And I feel okay about it. Like <laughs> that's the one I overpaid on. Uh yeah. and yeah, like you got Ilgar, so you're you're already like you're halfway to having Ilgar and Pixis Just like <laughs> just like me. <laughs> um well Seth, I, I did something off topic. <gasps> I finally started
0: playing Overwatch. What? So, did you get that game of the year edition? Um, no. I, I I've had Overwatch
1: for a while. I just never actually what? started playing it
0: because I kept going. <laughs> I wish you got the game of the year edition because I wanted to know what it came with. Oh no I,
1: I I just I turned it on and I started playing it, and uh, I forgot the nature of how I would be getting more loot boxes, and I was actually like. Oh, I just get one every level, but I'm going to level up more right now because I'm level one. I was like almost going like, is this going to be like a free to play where they're just going to start throwing like 20 loot boxes at me every few hours? But no, Uh, still, I got the skin I wanted. I got the Sentai skin for Genji.
0: Uh, I don't have that one yet.
1: That's the only one I wanted. And it's the only skin I've gotten so far in like 15 loot boxes. Uh, So I was like, all right. time duck. I, well, I got I got in the same loot box. I got the Sentai skin for Genji and I got one of his fancy pants game of like uh, or play of the game animations. Oh, which one? Uh, it's like him and a bunch of shurikens is all I remember. Oh, all right. Uh, So I thought, you know what? I should start trying out Genji because I tried him out. I went the first thing I did when I got the game after doing all the tutorial stuff is I just went straight into like the one where you just get a random character. Uh, and every time you die, you get a new random character. And yeah. that was fun. I really like that mode. But I know yeah, that's a
0: good way to kind of get a lot of tastes of characters yeah. and not and not worry about letting your team down because everyone's getting random stuff. Well, because also the other
1: two ways to do it, there's the training room, which doesn't do anything because you're not like the, the training bots are completely unlike anything you're going to actually face, even if you play against AI controlled bots. The training room is just all these stationary targets. And I'm like, this isn't really teaching me anything. And
0: no, then, I just go in there if it's a character that I'm not at all familiar with or haven't used before. And it's like, yeah. OK, this button is this. This button is this. This button is this. This is how they jump. This is how they move. OK, let's go. Well, and then it's there's just also, a chance to use all the buttons. There's also,
1: <laughs> there's also like the skirmish thing in between loading, uh, like into a real game. And yeah. the skirmish is even, I thought like, oh, this is the best place to try something out. But it's like half the time I'm in a skirmish, I can't find anybody or everyone's just like doing dance emotes. And I feel like a dick if I walk over and like shoot everyone. Yeah, I don't Although care I, about that
0: at all. I did that. I did that <laughs> once and
1: it was really funny. <laughs> uh, but I found like, what's the class Genji's in? It's like the the offense class, right? Attack. Attack class. Attacker. That's the class I'm the worst with so far. Like uh, I did OK with Pharah, but and I've gotten better with more of them. But the attack class, I was almost like because they're so they were also glass cannony in their nature. Um, I just I, I, I get hit when I play f- first person shooter games. So when, when I was doing my first day of trying this game out, every time I got an attacker class character, I was also just dead most of the time. Uh, and then Genji, because I didn't read up anything. Genji, you kind of have to play a certain way. And I was playing him like everyone else, which means I did the, the the really terrible thing of like, well, I guess his shurikens are his main weapon. And then I'm going like, why does he suck? Why is his character so <laughs> terrible? And I went and just read like a, a one page like guide on him where they're like, all right, here's the thing with Genji. Shurikens are not your main weapon. Your main weapon is melee and the dash and reflecting bullets. And I was like, oh, really? And then after I read that, I played him <laughs> some more. And then I had my moment with him where I was like, so I figured out with, with Genji and Reaper, I I, when I play those guys, I'm like, this is to harass the other team less so than it is to be like the all star who kills everybody. Because these two guys like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like like once I realized harasser play is like a thing you can do. I had a lot more fun where I'm like, I'm dying a lot, but I know that I'm also like viciously distracting the other team by like running in with Genji or Reaper and just like getting everyone's attention for like 10 seconds. But then with Genji, I had my moment where, like, they were, what was it? They had a Bastion in turret mode parked on the payload, which is, like, a phrase, apparently. And he was killing everybody. And I was like, what if I just (laughs) walk up to him with Genji and reflect his bullets? Yep. Shoots at me with the turret. Turn on reflect. Bastion is dead in, like, two seconds. And I was like, all right, that was freaking cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) No. Bastion players have to learn to stop shooting the moment they see a Genji. And take that opportunity to heal yourself <laughs> because I didn't think he would die so
1: fast. I was like because I, I was I was getting kind of like down on Genji. I was like, there's no way Genji's gonna just wipe out Bastion by reflecting one burst of turret. Oh, there he just he fell to pieces. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. No, I'm I'm horrendous with Genji. He's he's one of three or five characters that I've just never gotten. Like Zarya is another one like,
1: oh, I don't get Zarya and
0: Zarya players are a nightmare and they just can destroy it. They've just never clicked with me. I I I just don't get them like there's something about them that I don't understand and I probably never will. Reading
1: that guide, I'm starting to understand Genji better. Um, I think the reason why I'm starting to get him is I also really like playing as Roadhog. Where it's like if I have like special powers that are melee oriented, something about that clicks with me the same way that like I really like Farah uh, and Junkrat because they're basically like grenadiers, and I like that stuff as well. Um, I really like Junkrat. Uh, and- yeah,
0: Junkrat has like when you look at your stats on how much you've played of a character, Junkrat is far and away my most played character. Like, like the the
1: this number of times I got away with garbage using his ultimate where people just <laughs> stood in a big crowd and I was like okay
0: <laughs> well one of the the secret or secrets one of the tricks with using his ultimate is if you drive it straight at the enemy from the direction you are squared off with the enemy from they're they're probably going to shoot it yeah. and wreck it if you can get around the side if you could get around behind them if you could be behind a wall and drive the tire up the wall and drop it down on them from above that's where you're gonna get kills
1: oh yeah i I was always like uh trying to start up the tire a good distance from them so they wouldn't hear the startup hopefully yeah because i've also i quickly learned when you hear the tire coming it's like one of the most terrifying moments in that game
0: right because that's another strategy for using the rip tire isn't necessarily to get kills if you get kills that's a bonus yeah but just to make the other team panic and distract them and give the rest of your team a chance to 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 get some bullets down on them
1: yeah like like the 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 game is really guess what turns out overwatch is a good game it's it's really nicely designed for number one rewarding you for doing just about anything like not like hard rewards but like making you feel congratulated uh, yeah. but also like with that roster, it was pretty easy to find four or five characters. i really liked playing like on the healer side. I was like, you know, I tried out mercy and I was like, this is okay, but I find it really boring. And then I was like, I want to be able to heal people. What if I try Lucio? Uh, and then like, I had some friggin' kick-ass games with Lucio cause he just felt more like up my alley. Cause he's like, I'm still healing everyone, but I'm able to be more active with what I'm doing. Uh, whereas I know that there is a mindset, there's a type of game player that will enjoy mercy more, you know, like the way in City of Heroes, a lot of people who just enjoyed being an empath defender. Um, but then I had the thing where you know I'd heard all about how Genji and Symmetra are like people will quit teams sometimes if they see you playing as Symmetra. So I,
0: that's, I, <laughs> that's ridiculous.
1: I got I got I was on a team where we got squashed by Symmetra's turrets and I was like I'm gonna go try out Symmetra uh now if I'm ever in a game where it says you're gonna defend I'm like if no one's picked her I just go pick Symmetra cause like two out of three times I have a ton of fun playing a Symmetra on defense yeah. uh, like setting up those turrets the number of people a year into this game the number of people I encountered who would just kind of walk into the death tunnel and die <laughs> if that was that I was like this is kind of cool
0: yeah. uh um there's yeah like and part another aspect of learning the game is what characters are good for which maps Mm. and what side of the map you're on sort of a thing like i love junk rat he's a he's one of my favorite characters to play but there's some maps where i would never choose Junkrat.
1: i'm starting i'm starting to get that also another thing about this game's design that's fantastic is the just you get to switch your hero and it's not a big deal Uh, Because, yeah, I I learn sometimes where I'm like, oh, healer, I'll just be Lucio. And then we're in a situation where I'm like, Lucio is actual garbage in this situation.
0: If there's a lot of cliffs around, Lucio is the friggin' murder machine. (laughs) If you're booping (laughs) dudes off of cliffs. Like, I had a wonderful moment just the other day on a Lijong Tower. Um, I'm standing there in this doorway facing a cliff. And a May, Roadhog, and I forget what the third character was, all came around the corner together, and I just go, boop, and they all fly (laughs) off the edge, and I got a triple kill, which led to play of the game.
1: (laughs) I think I got a Roadhog off of a cliff with his boop at one point and that because i wasn't sure i was like because i didn't know the game that well i was like is it a thing where i can boot people off cliffs if i have pushback oh, i was like oh yeah, yeah i can <laughs> and then in a, in a skirmish i used roadhog's chain and just yanked uh a diva <laughs> in the mech into a big pit whatever yeah, map it the, was with the big the sword. well yeah i was like yeah, hey come over uh, here uh, boop there you go
0: <laughs> yeah that that hole was brutal uh <laughs> Uh, Oh,
1: I also had the thing I like Reaper was another character where I was like, everyone says Reaper is easy mode and all the scrubs play Reaper. And I I found he was not very good when I was just trying to play him when I was playing everyone the same. And Uh so I was like, all right, let me try some things. And then I found out how fun it is to just teleport behind people. Or if there's like a Pharah on a rooftop who's trying to be all clever, shooting missiles down or, you know, a, a Widowmaker on a rooftop, you just teleport up behind them and they don't see you. And that feels pretty darn cool
0: yeah uh it's a real bummer when they see your teleport smoke and they're just waiting for you to materialize and as you're materializing you just you see them standing there and you're like "Oh, (laughs) i'm gonna be looking at the death cam in a second
1: (laughs) or when you're about to teleport you think you're really clever and then someone just runs around a corner and shoots you while you're teleporting and you're like i'm not finished yet okay
0: (laughs) um crap what was i gonna
1: it's also great because I'm, oh, li- I'm okay. Like... So
0: there there used to be a mode in the arcade where you would get random conditions that went away. Um because uh they, they added the custom game mode thing, which I've not messed with whatsoever. Yeah. But there used to be a random mode that would come up that was on that map with the big well in the middle, um titled This is Yeah. <laughs> And the only characters you were allowed to choose from were Lucio and Roadhog. That's great. Yeah, so it would be all the Roadhogs squared off on opposite sides of the well trying to chain-drag each other in. And the Lucios trying to flank around behind the Roadhogs to boop them down from behind. And it was a real nightmare. But not as much of a nightmare... As the mode where you can only play as Mercy or Farah, that was completely bananas. <laughs> <laughs> just flying and shooting and hoping for the like. I would just hold down the trigger on Farah, and just if some dumbass flew in my way and got killed, that would, that's their problem.
1: <laughs> I tried. I tried the the one versus one duel once, and it was interesting. Yeah, that's but it, it, that's it was a rough a- one. It was interesting to do once, but like the first guy I had was just spamming in the chat. Don't pick uh, who was it? No Sombra. Please no Sombra. Please don't pick Sombra. So I was like, it seems like more trouble than it's worth. I don't want (laughs) to. And actually, I think that's still the one character I haven't put any real time. No, uh, Sombra and Torbjorn are still two characters I haven't put any real time into. Um, So I'm going to give them a shot. Sombra, I was going to try, but then because I was new to the game and I pushed F1 to see how all her buttons worked. (laughs) And I was like, this is too much. Uh, but now there were other characters where I felt the same that I've gotten used to, so I got to give Sombra a try.
0: Yeah, Tor was one of the characters I played the most early on, and then I've kind of moved on from him. He seems
1: straightforward enough. Um,
0: yeah, it's put the turret down, protect the turret.
1: He always sounds so um, sad when his turret dies. Close to the turret. Like well,
0: yeah, I mean, it's his thing. He built it. Yeah. He has a uh, one of his anniversary play of the game vignettes is him flipping through a photo album and then he holds and like he's got a tear in his eye and then he holds it up and it's just all pictures of him with turrets
1: (laughs) (laughs) the uh Um, the characters i got into also made me realize the sheer number of members of that cast that like at least maybe because i haven't been paying enough attention but i was like They've made some really cool CG movies for this game and there are still like there's a huge chunk of this cast that haven't had cool CG movies yet.
0: Uh, Most of them haven't.
1: Yeah. And a lot of them are the ones Um, that I ended up really liking playing as. So I was like, I want to know more about these characters now.
0: So when you're playing Reaper, you've noticed those orbs that appear once enemies die.
1: After a while, yeah. And I felt really stupid that it took me a long time to notice them because I was like, Oh, those are healing me. That that's probably how he survives right. attacking people. Okay.
0: <laughs> so that's going away. Oh, he he's not going to have those orbs appear anymore. He's just going to heal. I think twenty percent of the damage he he dishes out.
1: I kind of like that more.
0: Yeah, because the... it will be more straightforward. Because when I noticed, except them... for you had the the chance to pick up orbs from your teammates' kills. Um. So, well, you know, it's give and take.
1: When I noticed them, I was like, I, I didn't like the idea of a pickup that I could only see as certain characters. Like, for some reason, I found the idea like it was, it's not like it's mind-blowing, but it's just foreign enough that I was not super into it.
0: Yeah, there's quite a few things where either only your team can see it or um, only certain characters can see it. Like Torbjorn, when enemies die, they drop scrap and you're the only or tours on your team are the only ones that could see that scrap as weird in the event that there's multiple tours. Um, so the end, well, it just, it spares everyone else's screens from being cluttered up with this stuff that has nothing to do with them.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it would be cool if just, if the scrap, if it wasn't like, if it wasn't a pickup, but it was just a thing you
0: got for, for, I don't know, doing stuff. Well, you slowly generate scrap. Okay but it's more f- effective if you pick it up and then start throwing out armor packs for your team just dump out a big pile of armor packs so your team could get a get a little boost so a lot of the teams i played on i found the torbjorns were it felt like they were just
1: dumping the armor packs on me cuz i just would start suddenly having armor yeah. uh and i i liked that and i didn't even realize until like a couple hours in when i yeah. saw an armor pack i was like oh i just had really considerate players who were spawning them on my head
0: yeah i think the 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 better tour players are gonna bother to go oh that guy could use some armor here you go yeah come get your armor (laughs) um i'm less worried about that i usually just go okay this is where we're grouped up i'm just gonna dump all my armor packs here uh, where everybody's at and then they can pick them up (laughs)
1: yeah but I, I'm I'm really liking that game. Uh, it turns out it's pretty good. I don't know if you heard too much about it outside of your own experiences, but it, it's a uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty good. I'm I'm now way more interested in in the Bastion figure that DX Nine is doing
0: that they're apparently still doing. Oh, yeah, I want it. And uh, I, I think uh, I think uh, somebody has pre order for it. I think TF, TF Source. Source you could pre order it.
1: TF Source and TF Direct are the only two places I've seen that have it up for pre order right now. Yeah. um and and i remember for a while i was kind of i was like oh why are they parts forming the treads onto this guy's tank mode for this toy and then i, I watched a bastion transform into a tank and i was like oh the treads just kind of grow out of nowhere all right mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with that <laughs> <laughs> would have been um, cool if they could have had them transform out of something and instead of doing them as rubber but it's fine uh i, I like playing as bastion bastion's fun um, I don't. I, I I I like playing as him, and I also don't spend all my time as a turret. So hopefully that's like me playing him well. Because uh, just being a turret as him feels like a very easy newbie thing to do that probably is very flawed. Uh, and I noticed it was better if I even just got up and if I was like defending like a flag. If I just got up and
0: moved every few minutes, it, fe- it felt like I was getting hit less. Yeah, like if you don't have a uh Reinhard or an orisa putting shields up and for ya. you you kind of gotta shoot and move yeah and he,
1: he transforms really fast so i i thought it was really fun like sometimes i would even just like if i'm running around and i got into a fight i was like all right you know what you're starting something now i'm a turret all right now start something and then like sometimes i wouldn't go well but sometimes it would
0: <laughs> yeah they they recently tweaked his balance so um, his bullet spread is more at range to to cut down his effective range a little bit. Yeah. Um, they increased the speed of his his uh, mode transformation, and they made it so his self heal you could you could do while moving in scout mode. Oh so yeah. So you could like heal yourself as you're running away, but you move slower and can't shoot.
1: Yeah. Reading up but, on s- on some of those old version things because you know I just started playing it after this anniversary thing started. Uh, it's kind of neat how much different the game is that I'm playing than the one people played a year ago.
0: Yeah, uh, like a lot of Symmetra is different. Yeah, um, like the the beta, um, like I didn't, um, the the early beta, um, not the open beta, the invite beta, um, I had no playtime time in. Um, Bastion had shields in turret mode, which. They quickly discovered made him like unkillable Yeah, it
1: sounds ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah like i was reading up on symmetra a bit because i like playing as her but i was also like i wonder where this like shield that goes forward came from so i read the history of her patch notes and i was like oh okay i kind of dig it now like seeing why yeah. they, they gave her that
0: her little shield thing uh little shield boost was kind of useless yeah
1: and, and the move forward would put shield it on is...
0: everyone at the beginning of the match and then forget to ever do it again and it wasn't that much health anyway
1: the the move <laughs> like forward 20. shield i found like it was it was surprising how many times it was useful to just fire it off in the middle of a fight yeah. and then sometimes it would also kind of because it's this big you know blue thing suddenly moving towards them or red thing uh it also had that psych out effect sometimes Where if I just shot it at a charging Group who were coming to take their payload Sometimes some of them would be like what the hell is that And like kind of scatter And I'm like alright yeah,
0: That's that's my problem I know It's not going to hurt me But if I see that thing Coming at me I like always Like sidestep <laughs> to get around it yeah. And as I'm sidestepping I'm like Why am I doing this <laughs> <It> has, <laughs> they, they, <laughs> Why am I trying to dodge it it's not gonna hurt me <laughs> they, they make it
1: look really spooky when it's coming right at you out of nowhere yeah so, <laughs> it's it's like the the fact that i can kind of play psych out games and harassment games and that thing without like you know obviously you can play like healing games as well and then you get advancement still like i like the number of things i can do outside of just like getting a large kill count uh yeah so i'm, I'm happy with it and uh, i'm hoping yeah, the- good
0: toys come out yeah, the only thing that's bumming me with the, the anniversary stuff is there's 11 uh, epic skins, uh, gold skins. Um, there's no way I'm going to get them all. And this will be the first event where I don't. So I think I think
1: subconsciously that's part of the reason why I waited a good long while is I wanted to go into the game when there were skins I would not be able to get to just like day one erase the ability to try to collect everything. Yeah. And it's really helped cuz like I'm like I just I got the I got the sentai skin. I'm I'm completely happy now. That's that's the only one I really wanted out of the stuff that's available and now I'm like whatever, cool. Uh I'm never going to get the Christmas ones anytime soon. There's a whole bunch of skins that are just like, you know, you can't buy them, can't get them and I'm like that's excellent. Uh I'm sure a lot of them will come back around again at some point, but it's it's erased the need in my head to like have a collection in the game. Uh, also, I'm really tired of getting sprays, and I've only played for like two days.
0: <laughs> I don't mind sprays as much as the player portrait things, which I think are absolute garbage. Oh,
1: I, I put and those... when I open
0: an event box and there's only one event item and it's a player icon, it's like well i might as well have gotten nothing
1: (laughs) i so i kind of equate those as the same thing in my head i forgot player icons were a separate thing but yeah player icons and sprays i guess sprays you can at least like be an idiot and like spray them on people and stuff uh or the only thing i've really seen done with sprays is before the door opens if you're the attackers everyone tries to get their spray in last on the door Mm -hmm. uh Other than that, like, yeah, sprays and portraits. Like, I've gotten loot boxes that were just sprays and portraits. And I was like, well.
0: Those are a bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness that Um, was just for leveling up. (laughs) I got a loot box recently um, that was one gold item, two purple items, and a blue. And I was really excited when I saw those colored discs streaking through the sky Mm -hmm. and then nearly dropped the control on the floor, and walked out of the room when <laughs> every single thing was a duplicate item. <laughs> oh, man. So
1: I, I, I thought that all the skins were going to be purples, but I think that that Genji Sentai skin was like a blue. So it was no, like a... it's gold. It's gold? Yeah. Oh. It, it's not purple, though, is the thing, right? No. So purple it, is the the mid. Oh! So... In, in MMOs, purple is usually, like, the highest rarity.
0: Nope. So golden. I kept
1: assuming purple. So I kept f- flipping out every time I saw the color purple.
0: That's great. I'm like, oh, all right! It's, it's the gold ones.
1: <laughs> okay. Never mind me.
0: Then, um, the, gonna... There are... Okay, so, like, with the way the skins kind of work is the blue colored skins, the, the common ones, are just palette swaps of the the basic... Skin, like whatever the yeah. starter skin is the the base skin it, so there's the blue ones are palette swaps the purple ones are um, a tweak on it so there'll there'll be some different details to it and then the gold ones are like a completely different model and are usually where you're going to find like the weird stuff which are always fun like yeah police diva and I, like mad max wasteland diva.
1: <laughs> I love coming across them in games cuz like I haven't seen a lot of them uh just if they haven't been like posted on like my social media stuff. So like I saw like a uh, I saw some Reinhardts that were badass. Uh yeah. there was like a tree Reinhardt or something and I was like this guy is really cool.
0: Yeah, well it's so on the eichenvold map um the very end where you're getting the payload to is the armor of, like, the leader of of the Crusaders from during the uh, the the war. And his armor is sitting on a throne, and it's, like, overgrown with vines and moss and stuff. And that's what that skin is.
1: Oh, okay, because I noticed that, uh, on that... I beat that map once, and I noticed the thing in the throne, but then it cut to the game or the, the play of the game or
0: yeah, whatever. That, so- that's what that... So there's... There's that, and then there's the clean version of that armor. Okay. Or our skins, and the skin I'm I'm using right now for Reinhardt is the Cold Heart skin from the Halloween event where he has like a ghost head. I think I've seen that one too. Uh, any any of those
1: like you know different model skins if they're if they're really kooky and and make me think of Mecha they they stuck out in my head. There was like a there was a there's a uh, who was it for rocket lady with a jetpack farah um someone had a skin on her that looked like a virtual lawn character and
0: that was really cool yeah there's like two mech style ones yeah um That's... yeah i played a lot of games of heroes of the storm which i is a, a whole genre of game that i don't care for just so i could get police uh diva I've seen so,
1: a police diva,
0: I think. Yeah. So her mech has a light bar on it and stuff. And <laughs> she's wearing a Korean police uniform. I saw, I saw, uh, once I saw
1: Beva and that was pretty cool. hmm Um, that's an old, old one. Yeah. Um, awesome.
0: yeah. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens when August rolls around. Cause that will be the anniversary of their first event, which was the summer games event. Um, And that's, I guess, when we're going to find out if they're going to make things available again, because this will be the first time an event has come back around. And then we'll see. And I almost want to
1: say that, like, even if they if like if they don't do it again, the nature of that event might like the ones that are more likely to repeat are going to be like Halloween and Christmas. Mm. So I'd almost be like, we're not really going to know until like a seasonal event
0: swings by. But yeah, what uh, I'm, I'm kind of hoping is that they they do repeat these events and maybe they add some stuff to it. Yeah. But it would be nice if there was a way to get a second shot because, like with the summer games, the only way you could get the stuff was from loot boxes. There was not the option to buy stuff with credits. Yeah. That didn't come until the following event.
1: we will see, but uh, I should I should close this up now before we
0: yeah thanks for listening to overwatch cast
1: yes i'm sure there aren't any other overwatch podcasts out there so we are kind of innovating here
0: i almost said thanks for listening to overwatchers but that is one of the overwatch podcasts (laughs)
1: wow they're already ripping us off i haven't even published this episode yet it's crazy um but yeah thanks thanks for indulging my overwatch noobness seth and thanks for joining me for this podcast we'll be back with some more uh next week and uh i even pumped my arm when i said that and no one could see so, uh, until then, um, you know, stay, stay frosty, justice reigns from the sky, and uh, the, the greatest enemy of humanity is disorder. Get off my lawn. Cre- creativity is the, the ultimate path to innovative freedom. I haven't played a lot of Winston.